Uh, today I'm talking to Richard Grannon. Uh, Richard has been on the bunker before, had a super interesting episode about narcissism and how to deal with narcissistic abuse. Um, today we're talking about um, collective narcissism um, and how that connects to, let's say, lack of self-image or validation from the inside. Um, role of social media in all of that and um, then we yeah we spoke about wokeism a little bit um, and uh, how all these things connect uh, possibly through narcissistic traits or you know we seek a lot of external validation which is one of the main uh, narcissistic traits and um, entitlement and believe in your own opinions being superior to others are all narcissistic traits so it's a really interesting things um, and uh, Richard does not necessarily think that we're on our way to happily ever after at least not for now um, he believes that there is some sort of a, a reshape that will take place um, I, I have different opinions I, I think we are we are looking at this from a very isolated view of a Western ending Western Empire that, um, you know, the ones that will take over from us, they will not care necessarily about the same things as we do. So, interesting episode. I was very happy to have the chance to have Richard here again. And who knows, maybe he'll be here again in the future. Um, you can follow him on, on, on YouTube, Richard Grannon. It's easy to find him there. He's, he's big on YouTube. Um... A little bit about the sponsors. There is this little place here in Karlin, in Prague, called the Oat Bar, and um, sells oatmeal,s um, organic skier, um, and uh, yeah, everything is healthy, made in-house. Um, no nasty stuff. No ingredients that make you sick. Um, they sell really good juices as well and sweets that are healthy, um, with no white sugar, no white flour, or anything like that. Check it out. Um, you can either come by for a takeaway um, on Tamova by just by Krizikova Metro Station, and they're open from 8:30 until 3 o'clock on Monday to Thursday, and Fridays from 8:30 to 1:30. Saturdays from 9 in the morning until 1:30, and you can also order home on either Bolt or Walt. Um, they deliver kind of all over Prague. And the other sponsor is Alfred Jobs, Alfred.tz, that's a job searching portal and an app. Um, easy to use, you can go in there, set up your preferences and uh, whatever you, um, whatever kind of job you're kind of looking for, you can basically tell Alfred to show you only those jobs. And in case a new job like that uh, becomes available, Alfred will actually notify you. So you kind of don't have to look anymore, Alfred does the job for you the job of looking for a job check it out alfred.cz and guys if you're listening well obviously you are um, then please follow the show so you don't miss an episode I'm I'm um, publishing a little bit more frequently than I did in the beginning now I started doing weekly episodes and uh, a lot of people have come to me and, and, and didn't realize that I had upped the frequency and, and, and yeah, it turned out that they were not really following the show they were just waiting for me to drop something on, on Facebook or, or whatever. So follow the show, review, uh, tell people about it. I need all the love that is out there. Enjoy, guys.
welcome, Richard. Thank you. Thank you for having me back on. Yeah, you were here before. We were talking a lot about um, uh, narcissism. There's an episode, I think it's the fifth or the sixth episode that I put out. I think it was called From Having Cocaine to Breakfast to Healing People. It's a great title. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're not going to go deeply into your story. We did that on that episode and kind of how you ended up doing what you're doing. Um, but um, on that, though, you you really... Narcissism is kind of your topic. It certainly has been, helping people to recover from narcissistic abuse mm. uh, in interpersonal relationships has been my topic for about seven years. Mm. And I was working as a, as a life coach who specialized in that. My interest now is more towards um, broader scale narcissistic abuse from governments to its people. So I do talk more in terms of philosophy and politics as well as psychology now. So you, you, yeah, but I noticed that also on your on your social media, you're kind of transitioning in a, mm. in a, in a in a way. Yeah. But I, I often wonder when when I look at your things, you know, I I I've watched some of your YouTube videos, and I I mean I have you on on Instagram and and um, and on Facebook, and uh, doesn't it take a lot of energy to be involved in this? Because in some way, I feel um, that you're screaming in the wind. Mm. Mm. Uh, to a degree I think when I was focused very much on the psychology mm. of um, uh, anything to do with psychology I think is a little bit of a dead end um, for various reasons that I won't get, won't, won't get into here but also when you're trying to help people overcome individual narcissistic abuse yes you are screaming in the wind a little bit and yes mm. it, is, it is tiring um, I gave up doing individual coaching back in 2016 for that reason. It was it was physically exhausting me. Mm. Um, this, what I'm doing now, is is much, much easier on me. Much, much easier. And I feel like I'm doing more good this way. Mm. Um, but you're also treading into territory which um, is more delicate. I, I, I've seen that you've had problems with social media, accepting yeah. some of your messages and stuff like that. Oh, right? I've, I've been deleted... I've had two videos deleted and two strikes on my channel inside of the first three months of 2021 yeah. talking about this subject. Um, it's easier on me psychologically because I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm more in congruence with my own personal values, mm. um, but it's going to be harder on the, <laughs> on the business. Yeah. On the channels. But uh, so, <laughs> but um, I, I just, I didn't really come to it when, when you came here before, but, what are you? I mean, if, if you if you had to, I don't know, if you had to give a job title somewhere yeah. in an application. Yeah. Um, f friend of humans everywhere. Um, I'm, I, I tend to describe myself now as a content creator mm. um, just because it's the safest thing you can say. It's very hard to cancel somebody <laughs> who's a content creator. And it's also really hard to deny, like, I create YouTube videos. It is content. Yeah. The subjects are around psychology and philosophy and uh, serenity and personal improvement mm. um but i think we're moving into a time where anything that you say you are can be shot down mm. and so i think the smartest thing to do is to have an amorphous hard to deny title and so i just say to people i'm a content creator that's a that's actually a good way to, to do it it's slippery yeah <laughs> so you're a republican democrat that's what that's <laughs> what i said <laughs> that's what i heard yeah um but um 
we wanted today to talk a little bit about, or I, I wanted to, to get you here. I know you're leaving, so I wanted to have a chance to mm. get you to talk to me about a few things that are they're very much kind of in my mind. And, and obviously this whole COVID thing and, and the reaction to that is has kind of, yeah, it, it, it makes me think a lot. And, uh, and, uh, and that is kind of, let's say, collective or, or society narcissism in a way. Yeah. And, and also that and how that then connects to, let's say, lack of self-identity or, 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 or the, what do you say, the challenge of finding a self-identity in the modern world for like kind of especially younger generations. Mm. And, and then maybe how that kind of wokeism connects to that. Mm. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, yeah, we don't really have a, a script here. We just... Yeah, yeah. It's just a few things that I'm. Yeah, you want to wander through a minefield yeah. of really hot, controversial topics. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll but come they, out with all of our yeah, but this arms is, and legs intact. Uh, this is the shit that goes on in my mind when I go out and run ten kilometers, or I walk I with see. a dog for two hours. So maybe, uh, maybe it shouldn't be called the bunker. Maybe it should be called the minefield. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to be in a bunker when the bomb starts That's raining. True. You know. That is true. That is true. Um, but a little bit on narcissism and and, and what's happening there, kind of. It's on the rise, they say. I mean, I read somewhere that it's the fastest growing epidemic after obesity since mm. the 1980s in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I think that there's a lot of a lot of reasons for that. Mm. Um, it's well, for for one thing, there are probably a lot more of us than there were previously. So we've gone from a population of one billion to seven billion inside of 150 years, and. I don't think we can underestimate the impact of that. We are mm. more invisible and less relevant now than at any other time. As individuals, mm -hmm. I'm less relevant. I'm less visible and so are you. And people listening to this would say, no, we're more visible because we have social media. And I would say that's actually not a visibility that counts to you as a human being based on your evolution. Mm. It, our visibility historically uh, for thousands and thousands of years meant that 50 to 150 people would know your name and know your purpose. And mm. you would be a valued member of the tribe, either as a, I don't know, a sword maker or the person who puts shoes on horses or the baker. So you'd have a function and a name. Mm. And your name would be your function. You would be Mr. Baker or Mr. Farrier. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, it's critical to us. And we've lost that. It's mm. gone. Mm. We are now nothing more than floating digital avatars. Mm. And I don't have a word for it. I, I was joking the other day that the, some German psychologists should come up with it because German's a perfect language for this word to, to create words with. We need a word for the sense of terror, anxiety, and despair we feel when we are invisible. God knows what, what horrendous German, you know, they create these mm. Frankenstein words, but we need a word for that. And where that's our problem. Mm. The real problem is the sense of the sense of despair in the face of our own invisibility and irrelevance that's the problem that's the virus if you like narcissism is the symptom narcissism is the coping mechanism for mm. that so we tell ourselves a fantastical childlike story that we are far more important than we really are mm. even as we know our importance is slowly draining away mm. so narcissism is just the hysterical response if you like so we're hanging on to something well Deep inside, we know it's fading away. Exactly that. Exactly and that. I, I, I uh, you know, I was thinking about, so narcissism has a kind of a negative um, 
vibe around it, let's say that. Yeah. But on the other hand, I I don't think you can exist without some sort of a narcissism in you. You have to have believe in yourself and pride and and, and, and where where is where does narcissism where is it healthy and when when does it get unhealthy? Well, I think it's it's hard to if you have like a if I could borrow from Brett Weinstein, he he talks about low resolution and high resolution descriptions of problems. Isn't that the guy that that a lot of people hate? Oh, many people hate him. Yeah, because then then my show would be cancelled. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Anybody who tells the truth and tries to be reasonable and rational is hated. Yeah. Um, and what we have is a low resolution understanding generally of a pretty complex issue with narcissism. Um, and it's neither in its in its um, nascent form. It's neither good or bad. It's the as Freud would have defined it, it's the libidinous, semi-masturbatory self-regard that you have mm. uh, for yourself as a child. And you need that. Mm. So you put food in your mouth. And when you engage in sexual conquest, it's for you and not for other people, which would be really odd. And we would call it psychosis. If you were mm. shoving food in other people's mouths and trying to force other people to pleasure themselves, that mm. would be very strange. So he coined the term narcissism. And... When he uh, he didn't coin he he coined it around in, this in the psychological sense mm. in in terms of psychoanalysis mm. we we credit him but actually there was people before him I mean Oscar Wilde was twenty years before uh, Freud in terms of identifying narcissism specifically as as a as a compo- as an important part of human psychology and the um, the picture of Dorian Gray is kind of a study of that. But to simplify it, narcissism is is healthy self-regard. It's intrinsically healthy. Mm-hmm. In psychoanalytic theory, post-Freud, we start people started to talk about healthy narcissism to distinguish it from a separate issue, which is malignant narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm. So that's where your narcissism splits from reality. Mm-hmm. And it's no longer based on any external feedback. If it's based on external feedback, even if you were an arrogant, vain prick, Mm. you wouldn't have narcissistic personality disorder. You'd be full of yourself and mm. you would be arrogant and maybe a little obnoxious, but that's still not narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, that's, I'm so relieved to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are arrogant, vain pricks, but yeah. we are not. We don't have NPD. Uh-huh. So you actually have, it's kind of, it's not typically defined as being a psychotic disorder, but it has psychotic elements to it because mm. it needs a break from reality. You need to be in a total... Uh, cast iron fantasy land and this is where they they the people who are experts on narcissism talk about the false self mm-hmm. so you have to have a made-up version of you living a made-up life in order to have mpd and that's mm-hmm. where social media kicks in and you go hey that sounds like what people are doing on social media it's a made-up version of you mm-hmm. living a made-up life so it's very hard to not become over time more and more narcissistic because you're kind of through virtual reality and training yourself into a virtual way of processing reality which becomes over time more and more psychotic mm. so yeah narcissism and it's and it's it's necessary it's absolutely you should have narcissism inside of you but you but uh, on the other hand you if if there is not like a, a switch where you say okay now it's a narcissism or this person's narcissism is hurting other people that's that's an important defining component for um diagnosing npd by clinicians mm-hmm which I am I am not a I'm not a qualified clinician for that but mm. there are nine equally weighted traits that they look for 
And I think you need to score five or six out of nine to get the NPD diagnosis. But one of the most critical ones is, yes, it's exploitation of other people, yeah. punishment of your enemies and uh, sneaky manipulative behavior. So yeah. it's, that's why it's associated with such nastiness. Mm -hmm. um, so NPD is not Freudian narcissism, is not healthy narcissism. It's a, it's, mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's like, a disorder. Yeah, it's a disorder. It's, mm. it's a, so there is a healthy thing that, that could be in order, but it is not in order. It is disordered. It's become uh, malignant. It's become toxified and uh, chaotic. Mm. And it, it sort of requires that the person with MPD recruit people into their own reality and force them to play a role to serve the purpose of the false self and the false narrative. Mm. So mm -hmm. then people become things. Yeah. Uh, to the, you're, like to a, you're like a chocolate bar in a vending machine. Exactly. For them. Yeah. Um, but so you, you mentioned it now that, that uh, you know, one of the, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with this today is, is it's the, how narcissism is actually, how, how yeah, let's say how social media, for example, is a, is a very useful tool for narcissism and kind of, makes the self or self-image or self-identity more hollow in a way, mm. but at the same time, maybe narcissistic and, and, and so on. And now, for example, I mean, uh, with the introduction of, of social media, uh, everybody has a voice. Mm -hmm. and, and that gives also a sense of entitlement in a way. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, talking to a, a, a kid some months ago about the musician, which I didn't like and I said I don't like this musician and and the kid turned back and said I'm offended and and I said oh, okay I don't care and uh, <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> yeah um, but it it's I was thinking I started thinking okay so with this social media you you get this high sense of self-importance you, yep. you you're hurt mm. isn't that exactly what you need to kind of feed into this narcissist doesn't it make you narcissist I would, it, it would be hard for social media to generate narcissistic personality disorder in a clinical sense mm. because it is still a, it requires a fairly unique um, set of environmental factors and they probably need to take place before you're eight years old. But um, as people's social media usage increases in terms of just hours per day, and as their emotional investment increases, I am wondering whether it could actually generate a full-blown NPD now. Um, because it, it would model along the same lines of the brainwashing of political prisoners. And mm. if you are on social media eight or nine hours a day, and you do that for five years, the difference between you and an NPD will become pretty much academic after, mm. after a period of time, I think. Mm. It would be something that clinicians would argue about, but normal people would just be like, well, they're both pricks in exactly the same way mm. and yes it's a hot petri dish for entitlement for um solipsism for living a fantasy life and creating a false self and a fantasy version of your life and it's also an echo chamber um and the algorithms are there to serve you mm. and so you become this precious fragile consumer of only things that you like. Mm. And then somehow you 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 develop the belief, everything should make me feel good. Mm. So that kid who said to you, I'm offended, what he's saying is, the fact that you don't like that artist in exactly the way I do 
makes me feel an uncomfortable feeling mm. and I have the right to complain to you about this feeling of discomfort instead of processing it for myself quietly mm. <laughs> like an adult mm. I'm going to demand that you change your opinion so my feeling goes away mm. which is the most barbaric um iteration of collective narcissism that I think we're seeing right now mm. everybody has to conform to what I want so I feel okay what instead of you dealing with your own feelings yes change the environment not the person mm. but that that's uh, but it actually now listening to you I I, uh, I because I know you're from Birmingham uh, uh, Liverpool yeah I, I, stu- I studied I studied in Birmingham sorry yeah and and Duran Duran was in Birmingham and right. uh, and this what we're talking about that kid that that was offended for me not liking that artist uh, it and and how I, then I started thinking we had this newspaper in Iceland where people would write articles about which band was better Wham or Duran Duran right and and this went on for years people were writing you know actual yeah. letters and handing them to the mailman and he yeah. was taking them to the newspaper and those were being printed and then yeah. there was arguments back and forth yeah and I mean it it was on a very small scale yes. because it was just there and it was just maybe 10 people on the VAM side and 10 people on the Duran Duran side that right. wanted to kind of engage in this. Yeah. Now I feel that maybe this is what you were talking about now is is the same, but just yeah. on a much, much grander scale. People are finding venues to argue for their opinion yeah. and they are getting validation of their opinion in the echo chamber Yes, and in in a, in a Stalinist sense, they are useful idiots because who benefits from that? The newspaper did. Mm. In the uh, 90s, uh, I saw, it uh, went on for years, the British and, and American uh, musical media, this conflated argument over who was better, Blur or Oasis. Yeah. That went on for years. Yeah. What a fucking pointless argument that yeah. is. And then you had East Coast, much more lucrative and went on for much longer and had much more lethal consequences. Mm. East Coast versus West Coast yeah. rap, yeah. which uh, could have possibly ended up in the killings of, of Tupac and Biggie, possibly. Mm. Mm. That might have been caused or not caused by, but heated up by the uh, by the hip-hop media. Mm. Who benefits? Well, mm. the people selling the magazines, the mm. people selling the newspapers. 20 years forward... Who's benefiting from all this conflict and these arguments? The social media platforms, they mm. love it. Especially mm. Facebook is mm. fostering uh, confrontation and belligerence and aggression mm. like nobody's business because they're fighting for eyes on the screen and they know that that keeps people there. They've been losing young people's eyes since 2013. So what they did was they recalibrated and they started targeting older age groups. Mm-hmm. But they knew they couldn't keep them there with funny memes and kittens on skateboards. They could keep them there with political conflict. Mm-hmm. And so they fostered that. And they went for people our age in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And I remember reading about that in 2013. And I was saying to myself, good fucking luck with that, Facebook. You won't get people over the age of 40 on here. How wrong I was. Mm-hmm. They got people in their 70s arguing on Facebook over politics. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's what Facebook is now. It's mm. it's like boomers arguing uh, political talking points and racism and, you know, so conflict is good for business. Yeah. So we also live in a time where social media isn't just dialing up narcissism, it's also dialing up belligerence and aggression. Mm. Dangerous. If we go maybe to the towards the the parents and 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 you know now 
you I get the feeling. I mean, it's easy to see it and judge how how it is today versus how it was when I was young. You know, like biking without helmets and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But but you still get this sense that there is some sort of an overparenting going on in in some way. And at the same time, we are 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 in you know in many many countries we are seeing sports being you know you get the rewards for being last place. So our parents in the system, let's say, you know, the sports and schools and so on, are they are they giving children now or or young people that let's say the generations, the millennials and 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 set, mm. are they have they been giving a false sense of achievement in childhood? Yeah, that they bring them with them into life, and then they go on social media and they see. I don't know, a celebrity having a nice time and having their nails done somewhere while drinking rum and coke. Mm -hmm. um, and and they, these people, they think, I should just get this. Yes. I think one of the things to be understood with narcissism, and as the uh, you mentioned, since the 80s uh, forward, um, culture has become massively more narcissistic. I think that's the research of uh, Jean Twenge, um, that you, that you sent me over. I think it was her that that, that found that. Mm. Uh, three times more uh, yeah. inc incidences of narcissism. There's a real explosion. Well, narcissists are known for being hypochondriacs mm. and they have the most unique and strange and unusual diseases of anybody and you've never heard of these diseases and they're very special and unique to them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that trickles down to their children. So there's a kind of um, narcissism or Munchausen's by proxy my children are precious and special and unique mm. and they need extra levels of protection. They can't just be left to go out in the world and get bumped and scraped and fend for themselves. Mm. I have to watch over them. Did you not give my child a medal, but you gave other children the medal? Well, the other children ran the race faster. Mm. I don't care. Mm. Give my fucking child a medal as well. Now, I worked in the British education system in um, the 2000s and I saw this. Mm. I saw parents coming into school and bullying teachers and bullying the institutions into giving children privileges and awards that they simply hadn't won by their own merits. Mm. What does that teach a child? Mm. That teaches them, I'm unique, I'm special, I'm also very fragile and very precious, and I deserve to be given things. What for? For existing. Mm. Because I am a princess, I am a little prince. Mm. Um, of course, when they grow up and they get out into the big bad world, the big bad world doesn't reinforce these lunatic, psychotic views of their own importance. So they live in a state of permanent narcissistic injury mm. and it makes them bitter, resentful and confrontational, mm. but through the lens of their own narcissism. Mm. And that leads to polarization, extremism and people fighting for causes that causes they don't even really believe in. They're just trying to get this rage out, their narcissistic rage. So they've mm. experienced narcissistic injury. They've, they've, they're 25, they're working some dead-end job that they absolutely hate. They demand special privileges and their Generation X or Baby Boomer boss laughs in their face and says, good luck with that, kiddo. And they're furious. They're mm. furious with the world. They're furious in a boundaryless way that is the same fury that a three-year-old having a temper tantrum has. Mm. They're so emotionally dysregulated. They're blinded with white-hot rage and they 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 want to attack reality itself. Mm. I mean, governmental institutions, you know, people, identified groups, whatever you want. They want to take it all down because they're really, really pissed off. And I think we're seeing that broad scale right now. Mm. But that, uh, yeah, it's um, it's interesting because, on the other hand, you also see that 
I, I, I read an article the other day and they were explaining how, how it is for a millennial, for example, in the US to come out and, and become an adult. And, uh, and it's harder, it's financially harder than it has been ever before which is weird because, you know, we have more money, there are more taxes being paid anyway. You know, like everything is booming, you know, and has been yeah. for years. We're, you know, we've had peace in the Western world for, I don't know, 80, 90 years. I mean, yeah. there's prosperity and, and, you know, honey dripping from every tree. Yeah. But, for example, in the, uh, I know in the, and because that, that article that I read was about the U.S., they have, you know, student debts are higher. It's harder to get uh, teacher assistant jobs that pays for your yeah. your education. And um, um, kind of in some way, th yeah, the American dream isn't there for them somehow. Yes. So, so on one hand, you have maybe those those people who have in some way been overprotected and given yeah. a false identity in, in yeah. as, a, as a good by present from the parents and the system. Yeah, and then you send them actually out to a world that is not necessarily welcoming them. I mean, what what's being done to them? Is, is extremely cruel. They're effectively crippled. Mm. I mean, they are hobbled by this um, entitlement. And, you know, one day, America, the UK, the, the modern Western world is going to have to have a very serious conversation about what's going on with the universities. There are too many fucking students in these universities who shouldn't be there because mm. they're too stupid to be in university. Mm. I'll say it. I'll say it. I don't care. They're too low IQ. They don't belong in university. Um, but it, it became a booming business and the government got greedy. They figured out a nice little scam and I watched them do it in the UK. They were like, oh, we can push students into university, tell them that they're going to get a great job at the end of it and we'll get them into debt. And who are they in debt to? Well, in the UK, they're in debt to the student loans company. Who owns the student loans company? The government does. Mm. It's all a government backed. So you're a wage slave before you've even got your first job. Mm. You're indebted to the government for tens of thousands of pounds for a university degree in, in Star Trek, home economics, and trampolining mm. that serves precisely no fucker. Nobody wants you. Mm. And so the narcissistic injury continues. It astonishes me that in America, of all places, people are saying they can't make money and they have to live at home. It's such nonsense. Mm. America is, if you're an American and you are trained in entrepreneurialism, you, there is so much money to, to be made in America because mm. it's a hugely populous place with plenty of available income and they're trained in America to buy things. They're, mm. they're happy consumers. They love buying things. They love to be sold products. They, they have a very healthy attitude in America towards entrepreneurialism and to, mm. and to capitalism, generally speaking. Mm. Well, they did, except it's <laughs> millennials and down don't. They see it as some corrupted evil decadence, mm. you know, because mm. they're entrained and brainwashed into this horrible communistic, Stalinistic style of thinking. But you can make money in America, but not as a graduate mm. and not as a social justice warrior and not as a spoiled, entitled, weak-willed millennial. But if you are a red-blooded capitalist entrepreneur, I wouldn't say the streets are paved with gold, but I work in America and I have done since 2005. There is no excuse to not make money in america even today even with the economy the way it is now you don't even my god um when i say i work in america i've been selling to americans predominantly online since 2005 you don't even need america you just choose a state you don't even need a whole state mm. choose a city mm. be known in one city for your brand you will have 
money, mm-hmm. plenty of money. So it's, these things aren't even real. These are, these are, um, are perceptual problems. But yes, absolutely. I can see why these kids who've been spoiled and broken through the education system, they come out with a useless degree. They've been lied to. Uh, they were told if you get this degree and you go through the education system, there's a wonderful job at the end of it for you. There isn't. Mm. Even if you get a law degree now, you're, mm. you're fucking useless because mm. America's got way too many people with law degrees. Mm. Um, and so, but yeah. then we just have to start more useless cases to to uh, get job for them. Well, America does a good job yeah, of that. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> but uh, but isn't that like? And and that's what I feel like. If I if I look at myself, I I mean I have a, a long career in 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 business and in yeah. management, and and yeah. I feel. I feel for the first time, let's say over the past maybe four to five years, yeah. that a lot of the st- stuff that I stand or stood for and, and, and knew and, and my experience is not necessarily useful today. And I'm thinking when you say this, okay, so they come out of those schools because the education system is making lawyers, economics, uh, engineers, doctors, yeah. they're still making the old jobs. Yes. But the business has transformed and the transition is so fast. Yes that the needs are very different. And, and, and that comes also to it, what do I need to be today? And, and as, a, as a young person coming out, I, I can't be just a plumber. I can't be, because maybe after 15 years, there won't be any plumbers. Mm. You know, maybe after 20 years, there won't be any economists needed because there will just be some systems doing it yeah. and so on. And so so I have a feeling that that people are, Either, as you say, they're coming out of the, out of a system that is kind of geared towards the old way of, of things being. You oh could my ha- have a career in... My, my God, you could say the education system, if you said it was rooted in a 60s, a 1960s worldview, that's kind. Mm. There are things that we do in, in modern education across the world now that are rooted in the 1900s mm. and 1890s. I mean, to say the world has moved on is is such an understatement, but you... What's the problem with the education system? Well, it's run by people in the education system. With all due respect to them, there's mm. plenty of lovely humans, well-intentioned. God bless them. I know it's a hard job. I did it for five years. But they're not entrepreneurs, and they're not connected to the real world. Mm. Same with government. What's our problem? Well, our policies are set by politicians. Mm. What the fuck do politicians know about making things happen mm. or getting a job done? You know, this is why everything is so effing slow mm. with these huge bumbling bureaucracies with their weird, naive worldview. Mm. And it's cruel what we do to kids now. But who who would be better? I mean, how, uh, like, if you just take this with the education system, yeah. because, you know, I kind of have this feeling that, yeah, you, you can't just pick, like 20 years ago, you could just say, okay, I'm just going to be uh, a librarian, and then yeah. you'll just be a librarian. Right. Now, if you do that, then, yeah, okay. Did you say, the, did you say 20 years ago? Yeah, or... Oof. You're kind. I had 30, 40. Okay. Yeah. Since 2000, honestly, there's been, I, I, I feel very lucky. I graduated in 1999 and I got, I was promised that you, I would get graduate level fast track jobs. And in fairness to the university, I got three mm. inside of five years. Mm. So I have no complaints, mm. but I feel massive sympathy for everybody who came after me because it mm. really, I was the last. I was the last graduate, I think, or last of the graduates where it meant anything. And even mm. then it was a struggle. But being but like choosing a job saying I'm a car mechanic or a librarian for life, I would say 40 years mm. ago. Mm. Probably. Mm. Probably. It's 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 become it's brutal. The employment marketplace is, is mm. has been savage for a long time, I think. Mm. Because it 
then you kind of go out there and and uh, and I have the, have the sense I'm I'm lucky enough to kind of have around me a lot of much younger people th- than myself. Most of them that I could be their father and. Uh, and it's fascinating in some way, but it's also scary in some way that they are very many of them are very multi talented, yeah, and and they can do a lot of different things, whether it being art or or, or being creative or or or, or whatever or, or business even. But on the other hand, I feel maybe because of this, what we're talking about, you couldn't really yeah. pick one identity and just run with that thing, right? That they are faced with the fear of missing out on something by choosing something one, yeah. So you could get a person for a job interview, like, um, and 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 you will say, okay, so, okay, we would really like to, to work for us. No, no, I just want to work two days a week for you because yeah. I want to work two days a week in that cafe or I want to work in the art gallery or something. Yeah. And in the end, you're nothing. Or yeah, <laughs> you know you're, what I mean. You're a pleasant, multi-talented, interesting, colorful, high energy, nothing. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I but, see them all the time. And and not, and I don't mean that in the in a bad way. No, no. But, I, I but think I think even millennials will cop for this. Millennials are pretty self-aware, and it, they they suffer from narcissism, but they also have the humility to know there's something mm. up with their. Yeah, generation. they have their own terms, adulting, and yes. you know, like they have, they have, they they've created words around yeah. this. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, okay, so so they they have somehow this fear of choosing a path. Yes. That that they then feel comfortable with, and they're scrambling nonstop for for something new. Yeah. And all the validation then eventually comes somehow from the outside, right? Yeah. I mean, it has to be, and that's social media and... and Well, yeah, and and they just dissipate. They lose their youth. I actually had uh, a millennial come to me just two weeks ago. Uh, She's from... She lives in Prague, and you you know the scene amongst twenty somethings in Prague. It's bohemian. It's cool. Everybody plays an instrument, and they mm. can rap, and they can finger paint, and Jesus knows what. And she came to me. She was trying to ask me how to get into therapy, and so I just I just said to her like, "What do you want?" And she couldn't answer me. Mm. I mean, you've got this. So she she's a she's turning thirty. She has the vague notion she wants to do something therapeutic, but she couldn't say for who or why or how. And I'm like, I feel so fucking sorry for these kids. They were taught no critical thinking. Mm. They're not taught how to reason. They can't even formulate a question. No wonder they can't get anywhere. I cut you off a little bit before. You were going to say to me, who should be the people who run the education system? Mm. And my answer, uh, which I want to give, because I think it's going to make me sound clever, um, is nobody nobody who wants to. So if you want to be in the education system, that's not happening. So in my military dictatorship, we would take at gunpoint entrepreneurs, um, people who who have built something in the world, and put them in the schools. Force them. Why would it? Why would anybody? Why would a millionaire? Why would I go back to school? I'm making money. Mm. You'd have to point a gun at me because mm. you can't pay me enough. Mm. I mean, that sounds really arrogant, but I know the education system could not afford my fee. Mm. So I would need like you know, a, a, a military junter points a gun at me and go, comrade, it is your time. You'll go to teach now. <laughs> and and you're not being paid for it. We'll give you a sandwich a day. And that's the, really, that's that's what needs to happen. Same thing in government. Who should be making these policies? Who should be deciding how we respond to the pandemic? Well, I, in my fantasy, it would be a crack team of epidemiologists and retired 
army generals. Mm. That would be them together. You know what we have in the UK? We have SAGE. It's 90% psychologists. Mm. Why the fuck are psychologists deciding how a nation responds to a pandemic? It's fucking outrageous. I want virologists, military generals, people who have got shit, people who know their subject and have got shit done. Mm. There shouldn't be anybody else there. Mm. Psych- like psychologists. What? <laughs> Consult them for one day as a means of messaging to the people. But mm. we it's a, such a good question. We have to look at the power structures here and say, who's in charge of this? Mm. Why are they doing it this way? Surely we can do better. Mm. And we, we absolutely can do so much better than we're doing now. Mm. We're wasting so much time and resources. Mm. I, I, I mean, in, in some, yeah, I mean, in, in short to say, I mean, like we... we we have obviously somehow a broken system both of parenting in some way and and the and it's the school system doesn't help so we we get out those individuals that are lacking identity and when i when i say this then i start thinking okay so why did I go to university? Why did I? I mean, why did I do my law degree? I mm. I, I did it because. Did you do a law degree? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever work in law? No. Okay. <laughs> I, but I have I have the bar exam. I could I could. You could work yeah. in law, yeah. And and uh, but I and I I actually my my diploma my bar exam diploma is in the Ministry of Justice in Iceland. I never even picked it up. Really? Because I had a job already that okay, was more okay. interesting and, and yeah. I, I went into business. But anyway, so I, I started thinking, okay, so what what was my what was what was my key driver? It was the fear of my fucking parents. Yeah. And it was the fear of they said to me when I was, you know, a teenager, listen, this is not a house for losers. if you're not working, yeah, you are in school. If you're not in school, you're paying rent. Right. And I just I'm not gonna pay these bastards some rent. <laughs> And that was enough. Yeah. So that kind of kept me in school. Okay, I yeah. took a break. I went. I, I had a job for a year before I went into university. But, but it was always this. And my parents are not super educated or not educated at all. And they, yeah. there was no pressure of getting anything specific. But it was just you have to become something. Yes. And it was never. I don't know. I didn't hear the words. You can become whatever you want. You just have to become something. Pick yes. one thing. Yeah. So, in some way. They're two very, very, very different messages, yeah. by the way. You can be whatever you want is utter nonsense. You must be something mm. is totally achievable. Yeah. But they sound sort of similar. Exactly. But they're totally separate realities. I, I was told the same thing. I'm the I'm the, the first person in my family to go to uh, university, first person with a degree, mm. and the first person to have a private education. And the pressure was on me. My whole family looked at me and was like, mm. well, mm. the schools say you're bright. You better fucking do something. And they're yeah. all Irish immigrants. So mm. you work. Mm. The, the the only sin in life is to be a bum. Is to mm. be a, we, we don't even care what you do, but you hold down one or two jobs. You have a side, you have a side hustle. You have your mate. Everybody works. Everybody runs businesses. Mm. Everybody in my family is an entrepreneur. As long as you work, you're okay. Thank you. It sucked. I hated my childhood, yeah, but thank, thank you for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but this is gone, and that's yeah. uh, you know th- this this you don't really hear anymore. You you hear more of this. You can be anything you want. You don't really need to choose. We're we're actually telling people the opposite in a way. We're you're telling them the opposite, and it's worse. You should hear the shit that is that is said to kids in schools. They're told total lies. The British education system. 
through the private company that I worked for headhunted me and they tried to get me for a, a governmental drive called Aim Higher. Mm. And they, they were going to they were gonna pay me good money to go into schools and pressure kids to go to university, telling those kids, um, if you go to university, you'll get higher salary jobs. Mm. And I was like, but the statistics don't say that. That's mm-hmm. actually not true. And they're like, well... We're going to say it anyway. Just fucking say it anyway. <laughs> and I was like, yes, so that you can get these kids. So the government drives the kids into university and then harvests the crop of their of their student debt and keeps them as indentured slaves for mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I refused to do it. The other thing that they were saying in school was, not only you can be anything, but something that I really hate, it's a pet peeve. They say, they say choose a role as though anybody, like, do you want to be a doctor? And I'm saying to these teachers, like, why the fuck are you saying to a classroom full of morons mm-hmm. that, you know, do you want to, that's cruel. None mm-hmm. of these kids, are, are you fucking kidding me? They need straight A's at A level mm-hmm. in science. Mm-hmm. These kids aren't even going to pass their GCSEs. What are you saying? And they're like, oh, well, you know. No, I don't know. I mean, this is just fantasy right mm-hmm. now. Why are you saying this to them? Mm-hmm. Um so there's there's that dangerous tactic as well. Saying, oh, you can be this, you can be that, you can mm. be the other. No, you can't actually, mm. because some of you are not intellectually capable of it. I'm not. I couldn't be a doctor. I don't, my brain doesn't work. I'd break if you tried to mm. train me in medicine or law. Mm. If you tried to get me through a law degree, I would really struggle. Mm. My intelligence is towards like words and creativity. I mm. couldn't. I couldn't. You're a, do con- it. you're a content creator. I'm a content creator, yeah. right? as I said. I don't want all these rules. My God, a science degree would kill me. Yeah. Um, so that is a problem as well. Like mm-hmm. it's anybody can be anything, pick something and go for it. And if you dream hard enough, kid, you'll make it. Why would you say that to somebody? Mm. Why are you setting them up for, for such heartbreak? And what happens with these kids? It's the same story every time. They turn 30 and mm. they get really fucking depressed mm. because they that slowly, slowly dawns on them that the fantasy is never going to come true. Somewhere between 30 and 35. Massively depressed, full of mm. despair and rage, justifiably, I think. Mm. Yeah. Because then you you kind of, I don't know, it's it sounds really like two old guys talking badly about younger <laughs> generation, but that's it. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, it's my <laughs> podcast. We can talk whatever we yeah. want. And, uh, These bloody kids. Yeah. No, I mean, it, but I think every generation said that about the previous one and, and or the next one or whatever. It, it's, but it is what it is. It's a real. It's a real issue. And even the people who belong to that generation are talking about it. I yes. mean, that, that's an obvious no, sign. And, and and we have science that backs it. And we are we are moving. We have been moving across the generations in a certain a certain direction. And I would say. The accusations that were thrown by my grandparents at my parents, mm. who are my my grandparents, you know, they were they my grandfather fought in World War Two. What he was saying about my parents, who were baby boomers, is true, and mm. they were and mm. are a very narcissistic generation. Mm. But according to the research that that you sent to me, they're nowhere near as dangerously narcissistic yeah. as this That's generation. Yeah. yeah, so we have to we have to sort of say, well. Maybe we're in different waves of the same phenomena that's moving in a direction. Mm. 
And God knows, why wouldn't we be more narcissistic mm. compared to 1850? We were all serfs. Mm. We were all peasants. Mm. Uneducated. We'd, you and I mm. would have been working with our hands in a mill somewhere. Yeah. Spunking out kids. Half of them would have died. Yeah. No teeth. Drunk yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So and then, then we would have to show up and fight the war for the landlord, you know, somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. You'd have to go and kill other lower class serfs yeah. who spoke German or something for yeah. on the, on behalf of the nobility. Yeah. So of course we're more narcissistic. I mean yeah. that's that's an effect of uh, progress. And I don't I don't think we should be shy or or, or judgment uh, shy about being judgmental because you do need to use your judgment. You do need to tell the truth. This is a problem that we're facing mm. for sure. Yeah, but I feel that that is um um I I, I don't know. It's so. In some way, we're talking about a generation that kind of groomed into social media. Yeah. Um, and both that plus, um, and, and then the echo chambers that, that social media creates, because you kind of, we follow people that are share the same opinions. We see only what, how do you say, um, builds up our idea about the world and ourselves, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. We get the validation from there. And... We have maybe been overparented somehow, yeah. or, or overprotected by our parents. So, you you actually end up with an individual that maybe feels I am nothing, yeah. but I'm still all those vague things that are around me. Yeah. And and they and you want to display something. You you wanna you wanna show your importance or or whatever by I don't know. I go on my motorbike on Instagram and show pictures of it to validate myself. Mm -hmm. But the minute that someone criticizes me, yeah. it all falls apart somehow. Yeah. And I and, and it makes me hostile because I belong to I don't know, my beliefs or or and, and they've never really been challenged. There's yeah. never been this external threat to my belief system or whatever. So what I feel now is that we have those individuals that are they don't feel anything on the inside, not not necessarily something real. Mm. They're they're a little bit lost. Yeah, yeah. I think um, there's a there's a, I think you you used the phrase before we started recording of of people being hollowed out. There is a hollowing um, because if you're in an environment where nothing inside of you is of any value, and the only value you can have is through external performative false artificial actions in an artificial lifestyle, mm. you will neurologically wire to the external and you'll ignore the internal. And so you will become a hollow human because, mm. well, all of your authentic experiences are rendered meaningless. Mm. Um, the only solution I can see here is to retrain people to sort of retrain, rewire to authenticity mm. and away from the virtual and away from the artificial, which would, at this point would be a really hard job, but it might be done for us by the coming crisis. Mm. So if there is a hot war, well, the internet will go. One of the first things that's happened is they'll attack the internet so we can't mm. talk to each other. Mm. Um, so or, some sort of a reset. There will be a reset. Mm. I mean, people are, people are whinging. They, they're saying to me all the time, talk about the great reset, talk about... And I'm like... You're all talking about it like it's some evil Illuminati conspiracy theory. Okay, fine. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're going to live 2018 
for the rest of your life. I got mm. news for you, kids. There was That was never going to happen. There was no economist, no philosopher, no public intellectual that was saying, don't worry, guys, this party is going to go on forever. Everybody was saying this has to end. Mm. It has to end. It's just not sustainable. So uh, there will be, uh, whether we like it or not, uh, um, a crisis, mm. a series of crises. Maybe it's this one. If it's not this one, if this passes, don't don't breathe a, a sigh of relief. Something else will come along mm. because we are, as a species, at crisis point. Mm. We've hit this um, uh, a certain level that it, it just requires a sort of a resetting of everything, mm. and that will be traumatic. Mm. I mean, history dictates. Yeah, it's never been. It's never been it's easy. Not, it's, yeah. not, it's never yeah. fun. No. <laughs> the the if 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 people wanted. Uh, how could, how can we do this the nicest way possible? Mm. I would say everybody just has to take psychedelics mm. <laughs> <laughs> for a, for a decade or so. For a decade or so, which will be its own trauma, but it'll be better than the bombing and the killing and the genocide and the raping. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, I feel with a lot of what I see now, and 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 is that in the in the kind of absence of a strong self people kind of pick from a, a topic list in a way and yeah. it kind of relates to maybe vocism if we if we can talk about that i mean sure. we, you, so you would have like a person who maybe yeah doesn't have a strong sense of self and then there are certain things where you can kind of you can become a good person yes. you can become the right person by I don't know, jumping on the climate change wagon, uh, you can go vegan, uh, you can vote the right way, yeah. uh, you can walk into a store with um, a multi-purpose bag instead of a plastic bag, even yes. though the multi-purpose bag pollutes more than 3,000 plastic bags. <laughs> Does and it really? Does it, is that true? Yeah, yeah, and it's 1,500 times that you need to use a cotton bag before you actually have paid off the environmental footprint versus Jesus. a plastic bag. Okay. And, um <laughs> And I and, and 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 so and in some way what I find so fascinating is that we are the biggest consumers ever to walk the earth. Yeah. Of both useful and useless things. Yeah. We are super greedy. Yeah. And um but at the same time we are riddled with guilt. Yes. And even the same people that are on one hand selling us more, yes, are telling us in another message you're killing the planet. You're doing yes. wrong. Your people are suffering. Yeah. Statistics show that there are fewer people suffering on Earth than ever before. There is less poverty. There yes. is more education. Yes. Fewer child die at birth. All yeah. the data is there. And that capitalism is the major source of that improvement yeah. of life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then at the same time, we are being told that, that everything we're doing is wrong. And so you kind of... you build up yourself by or this is what i feel by by picking the right topics and then you 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 can feel good about yourself yes i think the woke ideology provides a easy to um, adopt easy to wear a semblance or avatar of virtue and you can make yourself seem like as you said a, a good and virtuous human being and it is a um, we're putting that in the place where religion used to be. This is piety. This is how you show that you're pious. Mm. You're not a sinner. You can condemn the sinners who are on the out group. 
you can ostracize them. You can even have an inquisition and have them burnt, uh, at least in cyberspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it is a form of, it's a new, it's a new orthodoxy. It can only really be adopted by people who are ignorant, um, naive, and immature. And I think that's it, great. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> there could be so many happy people. <laughs> right. So, so it's perfect for the times we're living through. Mm. Um, I'll go further, and and I'll, I'll attract even more flack from the wokeists. I think that you kind of need to be an intellectual slob. Uh, you need to be very intellectually dishonest and lazy mm. to even even entertain uh, the basic ideals of uh, ide- ideology of wokeism. Um, because it is so patently obvious that it is a con. It's it's a completely fraudulent ideology that's built on a series of of uh, ahistorical, anti-scientific ideas mm. and a kind of magical thinking. Mm. These are people who believe simultaneously that you are whatever you claim to be, mm. but that if you are born with the wrong skin color, you may not speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, are we? Are you biological essentialists or are you social constructionists? How can you be both? Mm. How can you? How can you say your meat plumbing and your physical um, body doesn't matter, and at the same time, it is the most important thing about you? So I just, I don't even take these people seriously anymore. I used to consider it. I used to say these are postmodernists and radical leftists. Mm. This is not a political ideology. That's mm. nonsense. I don't. Mm. I, I, I was wrong to ever say that. This is simply a mass psychosis. Mm. This is ma- these people are, they're in the grip of an ideological infection. And some of them don't even believe it themselves. They're just mm. trolling. They just think it's fun. And I get that. I get that. I get, I can, uh, for all the reasons we gave before, like if you're raised in a certain way and you have highly narcissistic tendencies and you've, you've been inflicted with a lot of narcissistic injury and you're angry at the world, why wouldn't you want to burn it down? Of course mm. you do. It's not, You've been lied to, and it's not rewarded you. So fuck it. Mm. Who cares? They and I don't even think they know how powerful they've become and the damage they're doing. I think they're literally tearing at the fabric of reality. I've been mm. saying this for years. It's so dangerous, and it's not hyperbole. I don't believe to say this is a straight and direct road to the gulag, mm. straight and direct road to Auschwitz. Mm. This this is how genocides begin. And people say I'm overstating it or exaggerating it. And I'll say, well, we'll see. Let's see what happens. Mm. I don't even think it's going to take 10 years. I think it'll be five or six. We're going to see this will become uh, militarism very mm-hmm. soon. Very, mm. very soon, for sure. I told you, uh, I was, um, I mean, it's it's interesting because I uh, um, told you before we started, I, I, I saw that Joe Biden just had his first press meeting. Yes. And uh, I just want to make, make the state statement here just to be clear guys that i when i do a, a if i test myself on a political scale i'm a i'm a left democrat right <laughs> by by the u.s standards are you, know? you are you libertarian or totalitarian i, I don't know <laughs> but i'm a you know but, but, but i mean coming from iceland where we have a strong sense of social responsibility yes. and and yeah. you know, we have a system to support the ones that really need it yeah i believe in such but at the same time i also believe in the individual so so you're you're left wing and you're a democrat but what you're saying is you're not mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to trying to say that. I'm not insane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Joe Biden came out, and he it was it was a really interesting. It was interesting from many 
ankles. He he came out now on his first press meeting and he was asked if he was going to run after four years and he said maybe. And then was asked, are you afraid of, of uh, fighting against Trump again in the next election? And he said, well, I'm not even sure that the Republican Party will exist yeah. at that point. And it maybe says a lot about where we are in kind of global view and, 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 and I don't know, discussion and, 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 and how, how the vibe somehow. Yeah. That I thought, okay, so they're going to ban the Republican Party. I, I, think, I think it's worth saying, you know, um, you, you've just said it. I'll, I'll state my position as well. I'm left of center and on the political compass, I'm down, which means I'm left and libertarian leaning. Um, so my prior, my priorities are towards fairness and justice. I don't like exploitation. I don't like mm. elitism. Uh, and I don't like big governments and big states. I like people to be left alone, to be adults and to be individuals. This is evil, what's going on right now uh, mm. with the Democrat Party. Pure evil. And they are not Democrats. Mm. This is, it's, it's a total, I mean, the, the, the situation in America is, is you, is a very extreme version, I suppose, of, of a situation that's going on globally. Left and right wing doesn't mean what it used to mean in terms of the, the French revolution, where it comes from. If you were on the left side of the uh, speaker's hall, you were for revolution. You were for the people. If you're on the right side of the hall, you were for the king, the church, and the established order. Mm. Well, who's the revolutionaries now between mm. these Repu the Trumpist Republicans and Biden's Democrats? Who are the corporatists who want to keep things as they are, and who are the revolutionaries? Mm. So it's it's almost they've almost switched sides in mm. a way. But for sure, um, I'm very very concerned mm. with Joe, with with Biden mm. and uh, and his party at the moment, and that. Maybe that's one of Biden's slip-ups, and he doesn't mean it, but what a hell of a slip-up to make to mm. say, yes, our opposing party won't even exist. Mm. How sinister. Mm. But then in the same couple of days, this is a guy who is proudly on uh, American national TV saying that he looked Putin in the eye and said, I know you're a bad guy and I know you're a killer. Mm. On the same day that mm. his diplomats pissed off the Chinese. Mm. Oh, and then three days later, he says... Uh, North Korean foreign policy is our, is our top priority. And I'm like, what are we doing? Mm. What the hell are you playing at? Mm. You know, is, is this guy, we, we thought Trump was dangerous. Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> that Trump was a picnic compared to this. Yeah. But I, I but on, 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 in some way, you can see wokeism has kind of, yeah, they have taken this side. Yes, I mean it's uh, for now. Yeah, for now we'll see. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. I, I mean, wokeism. Actually, the backlash against woke wokeism is is in full swing now. Mm. The the uh, you know, I'm being much more vocal about it. Other other people are being much more vocal, and the feedback I'm getting is thank God somebody's saying this. So Douglas Murray is um he's he's a conservative. He's on the right, and he's spoken out against uh the the the, the critically woke. For years, he's written books about it. And one of his admonish, ad, admonishments was the silent majority that don't like wokeism need to stop being silent. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I should stop being such a fucking coward about this. Mm. I really hate what they're doing. And I, so I'm going to speak out about it. So sorry, I cut you off there. Just just that. But bring your microphone a little bit closer to you. I'll bring my face. Yeah, but you can also pull the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I, I do think there's a backlash against mm. wokeism in full mm. effect. So I don't... I think they've been the useful idiots. They've been the vanguard of something. Their time might be up. They, they might have served their purpose. I mean, you know, 
they helped to get Biden in. They helped to get Trump. Sorry, they didn't help to get Biden in. That's Trump the wrong, out. They yeah. helped to get Trump out. That mm. was the point. Mm. But it's um, but it seems to be that it's it's easy to recruit into those matters somehow. You know, it's easy to to get. You know, so let's say you take a young person, you groom them into social media, and you groom them into. Uh, thinking that they can be anything, that they are, they can make a global difference, etc., etc., and they have this grandiose idea about themselves, and then they need to belong to something because they're lacking something to belong to. So it's super easy to get people onto this, right? Always has been. I mean, there's no, there's no intellectual achievement if you're an adult who can speak with a degree of charisma to convince people in, who are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old that socialism is a good idea. They don't have anything. They don't have a for- they're not sat on a business and a mm. fortune and a car mm. and a family. They have nothing. They're at the beginning of their lives and everybody above them has everything they think. Plus they don't know anything. Mm. They've never been anywhere. They have no knowledge of geography, history, culture. They've never they've never lived. So of course it's it, <laughs> I, I I'm not going to swear, but what they do in the education system, especially in the universities with their with their radical leftist socialist propaganda is so mind-numbingly irresponsible. And I am i don't blame the kids for it. Mm. I was that way. I was brainwashed into radical leftism mm. until I studied feminism in my final year and they, ha- they held a little uh, Maoist struggle session for me and told me what a piece of shit I was for being a white male heterosexual. And I was like, I thought you guys wanted help. Mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to be a fucking ally. Mm-hmm. But now you've taught... And, and I was like, is there anything I can do about this? Nope, that's you for life. I was like, okay, well, fuck you then. <laughs> and, and after that, I was like, well, this, you know, this ideology is is not new. It's always been, it's been around for centuries. It's just that for some reason in the last 20 uh, years, particularly, it's it's ceased to be fringe. There's always been radical leftists mm. and revolutionaries mm. and people who want to burn the world and turn it upside down. But for some reason, the adults are listening to them where previously they were ignored. Mm. But it's a new religion in a way. I mean, it's uh, yeah. people yeah. are belonging to something, and 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 uh, maybe if they feel they don't have anything. But on, on some, on 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 the other hand, we we can also say. I mean, yeah, I agree with you that if you if you if to be to be an entrepreneur or, or to do something, but maybe not everybody can. Some people just need to do regular jobs, and if the yeah. system is telling them making their education too expensive, and also always always. The society giving them a feeling that they're incomplete because they're not also with big tits or in <laughs> great shape or have a Ferrari or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You're always being giving the sense that you're not enough. Yes. So the society is being narcissistic towards you. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's actually broad scale narcissistic abuse. Absolutely. And and that and, and in some way I can understand that ah oh shit I I just need to belong to something. I mean I saw this on a, you can and you saw it yourself. I mean mm. back in back back home when you were a teenager or a kid, we had those marginalized kids. Where did they end up? They ended up in the gangs or they ended up, you know, going into drugs or something at a very young age. And in some way, we are are telling those people, we, I don't know, all of us, we're telling those people, you're not enough, you need to be more, but you can't be anything, but it's never enough. Right. And then you give them this, okay, if you feel bad about yourself and you feel guilty about killing the planet, you can belong to those subjects here. Yes. And you're something. I have 
I harbor no resentment towards young people who are woke. None. Mm. And I don't think a person of any age who is into wokeism, you know, in my in my military dictatorship that I warned you about, they will they won't be punished because I really think the majority of it comes from good intention. Mm. Um there will be questions asked in the in the future tribunals that I'll be running of the of the older people who indoctrinated the, the mm. kids into it. Like you know, what did you think you were doing and why, and why were you doing this? Mm. But I understand uh, why why they go for it. Mm. It's it's just that it's time to push back. It's time mm. to educate them and say, you know, one of the things that I've realized, and this adds a layer of compassion, is mm. they think you're either woke or you think rape is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And killing, there's nothing in between. There's nothing in between. Yep. There's this dichotomy. Yep. You're either woke or you want policemen to kill black people for yep. being black. Yep. And so I'm having these conversations. I'm saying, you know, there are other solutions. You could be a classic liberal. You could engage in muscular liberalism mm. and and you could you could push for justice via another route. This mm. isn't the only way. Mm. Because and and just to be clear on my position on this because people will say no, there's good woke and there's bad woke and I would say this. Woke now is indistinguishable from collectivist and identitarian uh, ideologies. And there's no such thing as good woke. Mm. Collectivism and identitarianism is dangerous and leads to genocide. Mm. It's, it's a bad, it's, a, it's like the worst mix of Stalinism and Hitlerism in one. Mm. That's identitarianism from Hitler, collectivism mm. from Stalin, blended together into this poisonous brew. We are on a road straight to the gulag, straight mm. to Auschwitz. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this to people, mm. even though I sound like an old middle-aged lunatic now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that, and, and that's maybe, that's the other thing, is that because of this polarization, that, that there is no, like as you said, if I'm not woke, then, I'm, then I'm, I support rape, or I, I'm a racist or something. And I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm neither. I, I have no interest in, in, in any, either of those two things to succeed. But, but on the other hand... If you dare speaking out, if you yeah. dare opposing the popular opinion, or if you, let alone if you would come out with any data that supports your hypothesis or, yeah. or, or the reality that you're trying to push, yeah. um, then you get cancelled or, you know, you, you kind of, you put on the blacklist somehow. Well, yes. I, I, think, I think what we all need to do with um, the paranoia of cancel culture is take a long, deep breath and just go, okay, we have a fear right now that's become a paranoia of some terrible consequence for speaking the truth. I myself had a, had a conversation with myself where I was like, how hypersensitive, Richard, do you want to be about comments on social media from accounts that have no profile, mm. that have no, you don't know who this person is, you know mm. what? Why Everybody so, has a voice. Yeah. Why are you so sensitive? Mm. There's no IQ gate to YouTube. Mm. There's no there's no morality gate to Instagram. You have no so who needs to change? It's me. I have to change. I have mm. to become tougher. Yes, people are gonna say mean things to me online. Mm. They're going to misrepresent my argument mm. and they're going to say, Well, look at you, you're a white man, you're speaking from privilege, you're probably for rape and you're probably for mm. racism. Mm. I mean, and, and to that issue, I just want to say how crazy have we become that we feel like we have to state i'm not for rape mm. who is <laughs> jesus christ i'm not mm. for racism nor am i for the drowning of kittens i mean mm. what? this mm. is lunacy we're living through right now mm.
But on the other hand, I mean, I often think about this with this cancel cancel culture. Not that I wanted to make that a specific topic here, but you know, on one hand, isn't all of this just a new form of disagreement? Yeah, it's just has been amplified so much. Yeah, and the loudest barrel gives the loudest sound. Yes. The emptiest barrel gives the loudest sound, right? Is this an Icelandic expression? The empty, yeah, emptiest <laughs> barrel gives the loudest sound because if there's nothing in the bar- barrel, you get all the amplification. I used to have a Swedish girlfriend and she would translate Swedish phrases into English directly yeah. and I'd be like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the geese have patted across the roof, but yeah. we don't know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> we have plenty of those. And, uh, and, then, uh, and then I'm thinking, okay, well, if... Let's say we go back to the 15th century, 17th century, and yeah. and and some some poor woman would, I don't know, fall in love with the wrong guy in the village, yeah. and back then it was a man's world, yeah, very much. So she would be, I don't know, publicly uh, punished somehow, mm-hmm. and and she would be like an outcast of that community. Yeah. Now take back. 300 go forward 300 years we're now and now that shaming is just digital and it's just yeah. by everyone it's not just by the people of your village so yeah is you know do you know what i mean isn't this just maybe something that has always followed us? always always i mean it goes right the way back further than that uh four or five thousand years ago um we you know we were we're from Christian, what are now Christian countries. So we follow the Abrahamic religion and, and our forefathers in that tradition, mm. uh, the ancient Jewish tribes, they practice scapegoating where they would put the sins of the tribe into a goat and then they push it out into the wilderness to die of thirst uh, and, and starvation. It was torturous death. And it's a way of putting our sins, projecting them, this is psychoanalytic theory, into an object or another person, and then you burn that person and your sins are gone. Mm. And yes, absolutely. It's the same psychological phenomena playing out again and again. Just to that cancellation point, I'm not saying that some people can't lose their jobs. Some people do. Gina Carano, just recently, she lost a lucrative role with with Disney for mm. this woke nonsense. Um, but we all need to think in realistic terms. I used to work in the security industry. What is the threat assessment? We all mm. need to ask ourselves, what's the worst thing that can happen? Because mm-hmm. if it really is just nasty social media posts or comments, we need to toughen up. We mm. really must toughen up. Like for me, I, I said for years I was afraid of cancellation. And then I thought, what does that mean? Mm. Like if YouTube shuts down one of my channels, I'll just start another channel. Mm. If they del- Which I have done before. They did shut down one of my channels in mm. 2012. So... We we could all do with being a bit more robust and, and resilient. Yeah, and that's what I feel because and, and and that kind of brings me into maybe COVID and how how that has been you know handled and 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 what you are seeing there because for me uh, that's entirely being managed on emotions and not on data and uh, and we started out this uh, epidemic which I could totally understand in the beginning that you know okay let's be careful we don't really know what this is about yeah and. Uh, then now a year more than a year later we have so much data we know you know how it affects different groups of people but and even if right now and i mean and these are public data published that no media wants to show no people even want to read yeah they show that over 99% of the ones that that eventually die from this yeah are over 55 years old yeah 
and more or less all of them have underlying diseases. Multiple comorbidities. Yeah. 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 And uh, but we are we are not managing by this. Yeah. We are managing by emotions or yeah. feelings. Yeah. And uh, now I lost my I lost my story here. Can I can I ask you a question? Because you're into the statistics. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Do you know what the latest um, calculation is for the mortality rate for the disease for a general population? It's 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 below. I think zero point one percent. So just to repeat what you said, below mm. zero of point, total total population. Total population zero point one percent. And we and we, and but we have managed this on a in a way that that we we take it based on emotions and not facts. And if yeah. you bring in the facts, then you are a supporter of death or you want people to die. And <laughs> you, you want to drown kittens, yeah. you monster. And um, <laughs> You want and to kill grandmothers everywhere, you vile man. Yeah, and it's, it's, um, and it's, an, it's an interesting thing because I, I see that, I, I see a lot of similarities with this. It's in some way a, a brainwash. It's it's in some way an idea, also of of some grandiose that no one should die, that we yeah. should be immortal, we can okay. live forever. Pure narcissism, purest isn't narcissism. it? Yeah, broad scale collectivized narcissism. None of us should ever die. Mm. Wow, wow, well done, humanity. I mean, seriously, if it were any any reasonable person, if they were terminally ill, and you said to them like, "We'll stop the world. Like kids won't be educated. Uh, everybody stays at home." So you can live another two years. What monster would say yes? Mm. Nobody would. Well, maybe some would, but mm. very few people would go for that. So it's very strange that that decision is being made collectively. Mm. We're going to ruin everything to keep sick, old, or morbidly obese people alive for a few years longer. Mm. What? But isn't that the ultimate woke like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I'd never thought of that. Whether that's like peak. I didn't think about it until I said it. Until now. you said it, is it is it a representation? Is it a manifestation of peak wokeism? Mm. That's an interesting question. Because you know, like in some way, we we, when I was born, yeah, I my first memory of my grandparents was that they were old. Yes. Then very quickly after that, I realized that they would die, yes. and they would die within my lifetime, and yes. I, and I. It was okay. Yes, you know that everybody just lives. Every yeah. human being, every organism has a yeah. lifespan. Yeah, and now somehow, even if we have the average death age here in in, in the Czech Republic is eighty one year old, but the average yeah. life expectancy in this country is seventy nine year old. Right. So we're actually seeing people die from COVID. They're older than the average death is here. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 people are so people who probably should have already died of something else already. Yeah, they are dying. Okay. And I mean, death is never nice, and everybody goes has to go to a funeral, cry for grandma, granddad, yeah. or or a close relative. And yeah. but to to be sacrificing my children's future, education, social development. Uh, economy, yeah, the economy. We'll be, my, we'll be paying for this for and decades. my and my own health by yeah. breathing through a mask and yeah. damaging my lungs yeah. by eating unhealthy food that gets delivered to my home from yeah. from big global corporates yeah. and to not exercise because that has been banned. Everything that we were told as kids that is healthy yeah. has been banned. You can't I, you can't exercise. You can't dance. You can't have no vitamin D no from vitamin the sun. D from the sun. 
you can't date. You you can only be with somebody. I think in the Czech Republic, they said if your girlfriend lived in another town, you couldn't go you and couldn't see You couldn't go it. there. No. <laughs> Love and, is banned now. Yeah. and But on the other hand, there are there is a total adherence to this and yes. total belief. So the woke wokeism in this, in my mind, is like, okay, I'm sacrificing me, the future of my kids yeah. and yeah. everything around me. How virtuous. For the, yeah. yeah. It's a virtuous yeah. thing. We're martyrs now. We're all martyrs for the cause. Yeah. We're all little Christs with our masks on. It's crazy. How good we are. Yeah. Well done, Grandma. Oh, Grandma's alive. Oh, that's wonderful. My life is ruined. My children's lives are ruined, but they're martyrs because I choose for them to be martyrs. I, I had a few seconds there to sort of catch up with your... Uh, My thought. Your hypothesis mm -hmm. that this is peak wokeism. And I thought... I can't confirm that, but I would add something that would strengthen that idea, which is to the extent that wokeism represents a kind of utopianism. The woke mm -hmm. believe that we will eradicate rape, that mm -hmm. we'll eradicate murder. The woke truly believe that it's possible to eradicate evil if we just have the right policies in place and if we just get rid of all white men mm -hmm. and the patriarchy they represent. They believe that. So yeah, I think I think you could argue this is peak wokeism because it's... In this perfect utopia, mm. nobody dies. Mm. There's no evil. There's mm. no there's no rage. There's no violence. No racism and no death. Mm. Good luck with that, kids. Yeah, and I think also like in a, I mean in 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 kind of individual narcissism, you have, it is very much about being the master and being the greater. I'm doing those things for, I'm sacrificing myself. That's the yeah. and you know that's why I'm in the spotlight. And I I can see it now. I mean and, I I. I I, I see young people with university degrees based on what time of the day they're out running. They can't be working real jobs. Right. So they're working from home in pajamas, baking sourdough bread. And then they go running in the park at 8 o'clock in the morning where I'm, where I'm there with my dog. And we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And, and the person yeah. is running with a mask. Yeah. And I'm thinking, so what, what is this? Is this, are you, are you, are you really this scared? Yeah. Which I would be really surprised if someone would be this scared and has a university degree that he could read the data and know what is real risk and what's not. Well, I mean, how There was no it, other person there. How does he think a virus works? Is he scared of getting it from the trees? Is yeah, he or, scared of transmitting it to a squirrel? I would love yeah. to ask him, what the fuck do you think you're doing, you clown? Yeah, and and, and, and then I think, okay, no, is it virtue signaling? Because he just wants to show and, and, and go yeah. by a good example. And unfortunately, I think that's that's more likely. I think that's the reasonable conclusion. He mm. wants to be seen out running with a mask on because mm. he's a good citizen and he does as he's told. Uh, it's I, like a good Catholic would always go to church on Sundays. Exactly. Now, I wanted to mention Catholicism because I think that what we're doing is we're paying a penance for our crimes. And actually, wokeism is a group manifestation of white guilt. Mm. But it's not just white guilt. You don't have to be white to have white guilt. It's first world guilt. We all live in developed countries. Our stomachs are full. We've never been genocided. And we know that whilst we wank and watch Netflix, mm. little children are starving to death elsewhere. Of course we feel guilty. Mm. So we're paying a penance. And and it's pure. It's it's as symbolic as say the Hail Mary thirteen times, my child, and you will be absolved. Or putting it into a goat and letting it run away. Right, yeah, putting it into a goat and then kicking it out into <laughs> yeah. the desert. It's it's um it has this performative, masturbatory quality to it, where you think you're doing something, but but mm. you're really not. Mm. Which I think is why wokeism focuses so much on 
easy targets and symbolic action, it, it doesn't really generate real revolution. Mm. It just cancels words or cancels actors. How's that a revolution? You should be embarrassed to call yourself revolution. Mm. And then that, I, I, yeah, because I, I, I think that in, in some way, people who are feeling this guilt, because I think that the guilt is kind of the, it's the biggest motivator somehow. It, 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 is, it, yeah. it, it That's what pushes people into this. And, yeah. and this guilt is a, it's a super interesting thing because it comes from actions that you haven't done necessarily yourself. You're feeling guilty for something that just happens to be this way because you're born in this year, in this place, etc. You, you know, I, I did not. I did not make up that world order that, you know, people in India are poorer than people in Germany. I, that, no. That's not my, my making. No. But... Are you sure, you white man? I mean, it, isn't it funny how, how even though they're not racist, they ascribe this huge level of power to, mm. to whites. It's a kind of white supremacy because mm. they'll say that actually is your fault. And it's like, well, how, what, do you think my being white and having a winky makes me God? Mm. Like, mm. I'm just a bum the same as you. What yeah, and you I mean, I, and I, 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 you could ask me the question, do I, do I, con con do I contribute to the continuation of this? Yes, yes I do. Right. How do I do it? Well, by going to the supermarket and buying products, by yeah. going and buying clothes and buying. But this has been the evolution of the world. I mean, there was a Chinese empire, there was an Egyptian empire, yeah. there was a yeah. uh, South American empire, there has been empires, and we, we just happen to be born in the Western empire. I think it's very uncharitable. It's a very uncharitable interpretation to say that you're complicit in anything by going to the supermarket. What are your choices? Mm. I, it's... I understand their argumentation, I do, and I, I don't think it's without validity. I mean, obviously, there was a colonialism was terrible. Mm. <laughs> that you have to say that is funny, like rape is bad, slavery is bad. But how compl what how complicit are we? It can't be boundaryless. You can't be boundary boundarylessly guilty. You didn't consent to this. Mm. You were born into it. Mm. And who's not complicit in the system? Mm. Even people, those poor people in India, are complicit. Mm. in something because mm. we're not all 24 7 uh, gandhi on his best day actively resisting tyranny <laughs> no. none of us are no and if if you go to asia this is this was this was the thing that flipped it on its head for me and really killed the woke in me was when i was 30 i went to live in asia i lived in thailand i lived in malaysia and i spent some time in cambodia and i was like oh shit there's massive corruption here. Mm. There's huge racism that doesn't mm. involve white people at all. Mm. There's all Asian versus Asian racism. Mm. It's classism. Mm. It's it's casteism. There's corruption. There's genocide. Mm. There's um, there's colonialism. All mm. we didn't invent that. Mm. It's it's a kind of left wing white supremacy to wring our hands and be like it's all our fault. Yeah. How powerful do we think we're not gods? Mm. We're just another ethnicity on the planet. Mm. Maybe we did it better. Uh, maybe we did evil better, if I can use the phrase that way, mm. in more recent history. But even that is debatable. Mm. I mean, we, we're all... <laughs> I wonder if people realize slavery is still going on. Mm. Like in just Afri in a different form? Just Well... Well, we have we have modern first world slavery, but no, literal slavery mm. is still mm. going on in Africa. Mm. Slaves are still traded in Africa. It's mm. not stopped. Mm. Um, there are slaves, there are white slaves all across Europe. I mean, mm. there'll, be there'll be Romanian girls here in Prague mm. who've been shipped in at gunpoint, their passports taken away from mm. them, and Albanian girls. Mm. 
they're damn sure are across uh, across the United Kingdom and Germany and France. Mm. So why are we only focusing on certain chunks of history that tell a certain agenda? Because it's agenda fueled. It's it's intellectually dishonest. Mm. We're not embracing the the whole story. I I, I interrupted you there. Sorry. No, no, but but I I because I I, I find this like. I know I don't know it's actually difficult on these topics because for me it's a lot of the there is this overwhelming or overaging I don't know how to say it, like th- th- there's just this one big thing that is somehow society's narcissism individual narcissism social media wokeism and lack of identity somehow that it, it it's just all of these are just different sides to to some sort of a circle or a ball or a square or whatever yes. form it is. Yeah, yeah. And and it's so fascinating because a lot of the 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 theory um, actually goes very much against human nature. Our our human nature yes. and 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 the reason for progress was greed yeah. and the desire to provide more to your loved ones. Yes. And then and we have layers. You know, if if I have money. I would give it to my girlfriend. Then the next layer is my parents, my sister, her yeah. kids. Yeah. Then it's my friends, and then it's my, and then in the end, there is maybe some Richard in 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 Manchester or yeah. or Birmingham. Yeah. I don't I don't really care about him. He needs to take care of himself. And okay, perfect. Should you care about a Richard in Birmingham or Manchester? I mean, I I I not I I I I would never want to do that if that means that I have less for my people. And I think this is a question that philosophically we need to put on the table and let adults answer it for themselves instead of giving them prefabricated answers. Mm. How much should we care about people who are not local to us? Why are we ignoring all the local issues that we can reach out and touch with our hands and do something about Mm. in favor of global problems? It's pure fucking narcissistic grandiosity. Mm. Go and help the homeless in your hometown. Go and... If you if you're so fucking caring, go and volunteer at a nursing home, you bastards. Mm. Go mm. and be a, a, a voluntary um, care home worker. Mm. Do something locally. No, it needs to be online and it needs to be global. It mm. needs, and I'm like, this is this is lunacy. I would push back on the idea of our compliance. I would push back on the idea that we owe anything to other people in other countries. I'd also on this issue of greed and capitalism. Yes, progress is moted by by greed and capitalism great gordon gecko uh was 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 right what was the film wall street or uh, no yeah wall street wall, wall, wall street, street yeah. okay fine but i also claim that all of those people had a sense of social contribution and we are all the benefactors of social contribution if i'm wealthy enough i want the the other guy in the other place who i can't see to get a little bit of something. Mm. Why? Mm. Because we're tribal creatures and mm. because I have an ego mm. and I'm grandiose and I can go, look what I did for people. I actually, I don't think the woke have any faith in human nature at all. I think they have a very dark view of human nature mm-hmm. and that's why they're so controlling mm. because their fundamental base, their fundamental ideology is if we don't stop people, there just will be rape and murder. And I'm like, that's not reflected in reality. Mm. The other thing I learned from traveling the world a little bit in my, in my own way and living in other countries is generally speaking, most people, most of the time, if they see you in trouble, even if you're from a different race or a different ethnicity and you don't speak the language, the first instinct isn't to kill you whilst no, you're struggling. It's no. to help you. Yeah. And that's how you don't you, even get raped. You don't barely get raped. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, 
there's there's a lack of faith in a sense with this with this it's a very dark and very um very nihilistic worldview i trust people i say let people prosper mm. let them work let them make money let them live and let the best of them come to the surface mm. and forget the idea that we'll er eradicate evil we mm. won't mm. it will always be there we'll always need the police we'll mm. always need good people to be vigilant and watch each other's backs because mm. we're not getting rid of narcissism psychopathy and evil that's not a that's not a reasonable objective nor will we get rid of death i'm afraid mm. but i i feel with this um <clears throat> selfishness or you know or greed you know like as i said i mean i i, I think primarily about, about the people that are close to me because those are the ones that i can affect i do know that i contribute to other people's by buying the products that they make and so on and 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 uh, obviously i don't want them to die for it but i i also do understand that there will be places where people have to work harder to get somewhere but that also means that that country or that part of the world be, will be an empire after Hundred years or a thousand years, or whatever. I, I agree with you a thousand percent, and I think that this is the difference between social liberalism and classic liberalism, and wokeism versus a muscular version of liberalism. Mm. If I see you p oppressed, you mm. identify a people. You say in uh, the Czech Republic, Roma people are mm. being oppressed mm. and it's violent. Mm. Should we help them or yeah. should we arm them? Yeah. Let's arm them. Mm. Kill your oppressors. Mm. Rise up. Mm. Uh, Yes, I can help you, mm. but if I have the choice between giving you money or teaching you how to make money, mm. we all know what the better answer is. Yeah. If I give you money, you won't value it, you'll spend it foolishly, you won't learn anything. If I can teach you how to be an entrepreneur and make money, mm. you, you rise up in your own dignity mm. and become a better person for it. Mm. I really... I really do think um, that there needs we, we need to reimagine and retell the narrative of, of capitalism and entrepreneurialism. Of course, capitalism leans towards tyranny. Of course, it leans towards exploitation. So we as humans should pull it back from the brink. We mm. should police it. Mm. Absolutely. But this idea that it's the root of all evil is, uh, is, is just, well, it's, it's, it's against the data. It's ahistorical. It's anti-scientific. Mm. It's anti-mathematical. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, you you say that it's it's not uh, mathematical or or factual somehow. Um, I mean, isn't that the the issue maybe with with this uh, wokeism and and how it actually is in a very it's actually very narcissistic because one of the narcissist traits is that if you point at something that as a fact the narcissist will just move the the goal. The target is always moving. A hundred percent. So this is this is has to be uh, seen as one of the identifying features of wokeism, which is that you're prioritizing feelings over data. Mm. You're prioritizing feelings over fact, mm. and that is an essential element that makes it woke. I, I refuse to the idea of rehabilitating woke and as good woke and bad woke. No, if you're woke, you're you're prioritizing feelings over the data, mm. and. Once you've adopted that position, that becomes a style of thinking and a style of getting things done. And it's really dangerous. Mm. We, have, we have a simple choice as humanity right now. 
we can either choose subjectivity or objectivity. We can choose fantasy or we can choose reality. Mm. But we can't do both. Mm. We're trying to blend both at the moment. It's not going to work. Mm. If we choose subjectivity and fantasy, we're going to a very dark place, guaranteed. But it's really interesting that we we that where we are now with this because um, yeah, as I said, I mean, I, and I think for me, COVID is just a kind of a, a very very good example of where we are we are managing on emotions and not on on data. But it's actually <laughs> we have never had more data available. We've yeah. never had easier access to data. We've never right. in the history of humanity have we had the ability to analyze data, to study data. And yeah. data is, for those who don't like data, it's the result of our behavior. It's nothing else. Yeah. It's, n- it's, not, it's not a political opinion. It's, no, not, no. it's how you choose with your feet, with your yeah. mouth, with your hands. Yep. It's observable behavior, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that's, otherwise, there's, that's not And data. we are somehow gotten to a point where we want to deny it. We want to ignore it. Yes. I mean, you can have you can have a different opinion about the facts as they present themselves. You can, I think the expression is you can choose your opinion, but you can't, you can't deny the facts themselves. You mm. can't, like you can't ignore them or deny them or, or you can have your own opinion, but you can't have your own facts, I think is the expression. Mm. Um, I, I mean, it's just not sustainable. It's just mm. not. And don't expect me to take you seriously if you are doing that, I would Mm. say. None of us should be taking anybody seriously who plays this game. Mm. I mean, I I wouldn't even say fight them. I would say ignore them. They Mm. should be, they used to be ignored. I do not understand why why this fringe mindset, this odd, emotionally dysregulated, borderline personality disordered, psychotic mindset is even being given airtime. It's Mm. lunacy. Mm. Their assertions are the assertions of lunatic asylums you know it's delusion it's it's pure delusion and if we really are going to abandon science and we really are going to abandon data then we herald a new dark age Mm. i make no bones about that uh um, appraisal yeah but actually when you say that i mean that that's why the church was always against science i mean they they didn't want people to know no i mean they absolutely they they threatened they tortured and mm. they burnt uh, mm. uh scientists like galileo and bruno for saying things that we now know to be completely true about the universe mm. well galileo folded but but bruno didn't he mm. burned um but this kind of i don't know it's uh, it's kind of like a snowball somehow but i mean we we we're all into social media everyone is there and if you're not a participant you're somehow you're not you're invisible. Yeah, and you don't, you don't, you can't communicate in the same way to your friends and family, even, and, and so on. So you kind of need this, and um, um, and behind this are some of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I was looking into the data on 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 uh, on uh, what's it called, election contribution. Yeah. In the U.S., and ninety-five percent of all the money that came from big tech in the U.S. went to Democrats. Yeah, both the company donations and the employee donations. Ninety-five percent Democrats. Insane. So then, one of those companies chose to to block out the uh, what's it called, democratically elected president of yeah. the United States. Okay. I mean, and and yeah, strangely, that same company was getting donations from the opposition. Yeah. And and no, so sorry, that company was supporting the opposition, and they right. they silenced the president and. 
and I feel with 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 this kind of if I look at this, there is it's almost like there's an agenda out there in a way. Like there is, we are just being led somewhere somehow. Yeah. In a digital world where we seek our identity, we seek our rewards and our 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 inspiration. Uh, we we started and now with COVID, we do even more things there. We started doing things online that we never did before. Yeah. And. And I'm, and you know, and if I say this, then I'm a flat earther. But you know, I'm thinking, okay, th- there must be some thing behind it. And the first thing that comes to my mind is just, yeah, it's it's capitalism. It's the end game of capitalism. Yeah. And and then I think, oh shit, then we need to find a new system. And you, and we yeah. were talking about this earlier. You mentioned monopoly. Yeah. As a very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 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 I actually got it from Jordan Peterson. He said that um, if you keep playing Monopoly for long enough, somebody wins. Mm. It's, it's a game. It's a competition. Mm. Um, and we are, you know, I don't think the phrase late stage capitalism is useless. Some some people do. It's it's clearly not. We've gotten to a point where, you know, this isn't <laughs> this isn't Adam Smith time. Mm. This isn't free market capitalism. We're not cobblers and bakers out here. Mm. We've got huge, monstrous conglomerates and corporations with, they have their own fucking gravity. They bend light towards them. They're so big. Mm. And so um, even as a capitalist and as an entrepreneur, I would say there are things here that, (sighs) I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm pro-regulation, but we have very serious questions to answer because... So far, we've never come up with a better system than capitalism. Mm. But if it runs on for too long and is too freewheeling, you do end up with monsters who bend reality. Mm. And they obviously, they're affecting politics. They have been for, for decades, but now it's getting ridiculous mm. because these technology um, uh, firms, these businesses that are all coming from one place on earth, it's so strange that mm. like it's all coming out of California. Mm. Mm. Um, they do have a political ideology. They do have a political agenda and they've acquired a, a, a mind numbing, staggering amount of power mm. over human consciousness mm. in a tiny fraction of time over like a 15 year period. Mm. Even they don't know what to do with it. Mm. And the government of, of the governments of the world are just in their slow, bureaucratic, bumbling way, just about mm. catching up with it mm. and saying, oh God, it's like this- What sleep- have we created? Yeah, this sleepy old bear is waking up and going, hang on a second, what uh-huh. are you all doing? And it, it, in a sense, it's like Pandora's box. It's already mm. been opened. Mm. You could analyze this from the perspective of saying, we are a species that right now is clearly the victim of its own success. Mm. It's not lack, it's mm. too much. Mm. We, we have affluenza, we are- too affluent, there is too much stuff, too much content, too much technology. And you would think, well, how could that not be wonderful? Well, not all progress is wonderful. Mm. And progress in one vector is not progress in all vectors. Mm. There is a regress in terms of our intellectual life. Mm. Uh, We're getting dumber every year, did you know that? The IQ IQ is actually going down by, I think it's a point every two years. We're getting dumber. Our attention spans are shrinking. We can definitely say our spiritual life stinks. Our mm. psychological life stinks. Mm. We're miserable. So we have progressed through one vector in the material world. Funny thing, as far as social media and this ideology goes, especially wokeism as well, it's all very material. It's very body focused. Mm. It's like your skin, your 
your age, your ethnicity, your 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 meat plumbing is is mm. the most important thing about you. And everything around this is focused on the material. Mm. Well, if you have any spiritual beliefs whatsoever, or if you're a Christian, you would know that like that's the material world mm. is the devil's world. This mm. is the devil's playground. We're supposed to transcend the material. We're mm. supposed to grow. Mm. Children stay in the material. You're supposed to grow and mature as an adult beyond the material world. Mm. And we've lost all sense of that now. We are mm. complete materialists, which is why we're so piss uh, scared of death because we see it as a complete end. That's mm. the party over. Mm. You know, you're supposed to keep consuming and fucking and eating and growing and driving this and going on these holidays. Well, when you're dead, that's over, mate. Mm. So, of course, we're terrified of it. Mm. We've, we're, we've really, we've massively regressed in, in some very important ways um, that are essential to human survival in direct proportion to the progress in the material mm. uh, world. And that, I'm including material, I'm including cyberspace in that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that's where, where everything is happening. And yeah. uh, but I, I was thinking because you know, like in in some way, I mean, as I think I said it earlier that you know, woke wokeism is maybe in some way a collective narcissism. It's an it's a it's a both an individual and 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 in some way a collective narcissism because you you hold the belief that that what you believe in is better than what everybody else believes in. And when I say this, I start thinking about myself. Isn't it narcissistic of me to sit there and say that uh, someone who believes that uh, they can save the world by eating fake meat uh, that includes the same ingredients as my dog food? Uh, for me, it's, that's just terminating humans from the inside. But okay, if somebody okay. believes that, who am I to judge in a way? And and that kind of brings me a little bit on this collective narcissism. Isn't it just... If I belong to a group, isn't yeah. it part of being in the group to believe? And to want my ideas to succeed. So there is, I think this is collective narcissism and it's collectivist narcissism uh, to defend you a little and to give people listening to this a way of thinking about it. Um, I was, I read on a comment on a YouTube video I'd released last night, like everybody thinks they're the good guys, including the woke and including mm. us. Mm. Well, hang on a second. I know I don't have all the answers. I know I don't. And that's called humility. Mm. And that's called sanity. I don't even know what I should do with my own life fully. Mm. So mm. I damn sure don't know what other people should do with theirs. These people believe they have 100% the answer. And if you will do as they say, we will all enter utopia and everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. That is dangerous. And it's narcissistic mm. and incredibly arrogant. I mean, imagine the, the mind-numbing uh, um, naivety of thinking you know how other people you've never met should live their lives. Mm. Only a child believes that. You've yeah. got to be very childish to believe that. So the humility has to be, I don't know what you should do, and I'm not a control freak. Mm. I'll just let you live, eh? We'll mm. have like a um, a collective sense of what's morally right. I don't want to see you shagging in the middle of the street. And, you know... <laughs> why not? What's wrong why, with you? Why not, damn you? <laughs> it's my right... Um, and I think we should have an idea of what of what basic decency is and we respect each other's boundaries. But beyond that, mm. I don't want people telling me what to do. I damn sure don't want people telling me who I should find attractive. Mm. You're aware of this mm. now, right? Mm. If you don't find trans women attractive, you're something, you're a kitten drowner, you're a transphobe. Mm. Who, who's anybody to tell me who I should want to fuck? Thank mm. you very much. That's very, very, very private to me. 
I've even been told recently I was a racist because I said that women who prefer... I was speaking about women. I wasn't even speaking about men. Women who prefer certain ethnicities over others, that's just a preference. That's racism. You should have... You, absolutely. They even sent me a, mm. um, a leaflet. They actually sent me a leaflet to educate me about my racism. We should all be uh, uh, making an effort to be diverse in our sexual selection. So you have to be United Colors of Benetton. And I'm like, you can't guys calm down you cannot tell other adults who to fuck mm. and there is no good end if you start walking down that path mm. you can't insist on who on who somebody has sex with or how they have sex with them mm. didn't we just win that like a couple of decades ago with mm. gay rights mm. that was the whole point of the gay rights movement stop telling people who to love and who to fuck and how to fuck mm. leave them alone they're adults mm. And now 20 years later, no, we're, we're picking at that thread again. Mm. But in in the name of trans rights mm. or in the name of anti-racism, I'm like, okay, so either you don't know your history or you don't care. Mm. And at this point, I don't care what the distinction is. Mm. You need to be pushed back against if that's the position you're adopting. Mm. Nobody should... No, I'm against oppression. It's really simple. We can simplify all of this. Oppression is always wrong. Right, left, up, down, I don't, religious, non-religious, psychological, oppression is wrong. Mm. Leave people alone. And if you're oppressing them, you're my enemy. You oppress me, you impress my brothers and sisters, you're my enemy. But doesn't it, Richard, because now when you say this, I'm thinking, okay, so take, I'll take you back to, to that kid yeah. where I didn't like the music or yeah. the musician. Yeah. Duran Duran. No, 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 no. That that was uh, it was it was a different a, one. A different oh. one. Uh, there was this ten year old that I, I I said I don't like this artist and 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 I got the response I'm offended. Right. And because you say okay, let's be humble. Let's be. I don't want to control other people. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to tell them how to live their lives. Yeah. I don't want to. Blah, blah, blah. So maybe we have a group of people now that belong to this ideology that their opinions and yeah. b because of this entitlement grooming that they yeah. have from childhood yeah. from social media from everything that they have a voice they're important they pick those subjects that somebody has told us are all are important right now yeah and then when you have you're not because you're not really trying to tell them what to do you're just telling them that you think differently or you believe in something else or yeah. you no no guys it's I, I don't i don't believe this and, and this is my proof yeah isn't that in their world already uh you're already stepping over the the fence you're, you're already yes opposing them because they're so tolerant <laughs> and that's the thing <laughs> they do everything they do the most intolerant things in the name of tolerance They're oppressive in the name of freedom. It's not an. It's not a political ideology. It's it's a mass psychosis. Mm. You have to be somewhat psychotic to hold these completely disparate ideas inside of your head, and that generates a huge amount of cognitive dissonance, which is stressful. Which is why they're all so grumpy. Mm. Have you ever? I mean, it's one of the defining features. They're really grumpy. They're really agitated and belligerent. Mm. Mm. They're not comfortable inside their own skin. But these are the same people that believe your meat plumbing is absolutely essential to identify who you are, and yet at the same time, yeah, you can magically yeah. negate it through yeah. words. Yeah. I'm a woman now. Mm. How dare you say I'm not? Mm. Bang, instantly. Just my words and my magical intent has manifested me as mm. a different gender. Mm. And if you say, Richard, you're not, you're guilty of a hate crime. I'm like, which is it? It's either biological essentialism or social constructionism. It can't be both guys mm. and girls. Mm. <laughs>
and in betweeners and everyone else all and human entities but uh but but that's kind of you know what you're saying now is 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 this the result of 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 lack of self image and so you start building it up around yeah something like this yeah. plus narcissism that yeah. kind of it grows in the same pot right uh, yes yeah yeah it's it's the same petri dish that it that it grows up in yeah mm. because it's it's a re- look at the at the end of the day i mean i love i love uh, bringing simplicity to, to or trying to bring simplicity to these complicated subjects and it is complicated mm. narcissism is fundamentally a no it's a denial of reality mm. and the person gets very good at de- denying reality mm. over time so absolutely, this is a permutation of narcissism. That's why the data is denied. Mm. That's why the facts are denied mm. because the narcissistic stance is, here is my false self. Here is my false narrative. This is God in my universe. Anything that denies this um, is sinful. It's it's cult thinking, mm. it's cult level thinking. Mm. Yeah, and it's just such a strange thing that that in the digital age where we actually know more about ourselves than ever before and we have better access to knowledge and any anything that we want is at our fingertips somehow yes but we 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 don't want to use it maybe yeah maybe it's because the attention span isn't there or we are driven by emotions that are being constantly you're very kind people are stupid people are still I mean think about the average the average person and then realize that half of the human population is stupider than that. Mm. People are dumb, mm. and that's okay. That's okay. I, the way I see this now, I have a very uh, Gnostic and very Zen view that, like, as far as the roots of this problem, it is human stupidity. We're not evolved enough to deal with all this information, mm. and that's why there's a the the amount of information is creating a collective narcissistic injury because most of us are not high IQ enough. We're not blessed enough in the brain to Mm. deal with it. Mm. You don't mind sitting and reading through uh, research. I I bet you've read scientific research papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Though you're not trained as a scientist because you know, as as I do, you can Mm. cheat. You can Mm. read the abstract and the conclusion. Mm. You don't Mm. have to go through the methodology. Mm. There are people who, if you put that in front of them, would have a nervous breakdown. Mm. It would terrify them. Mm. And, And it's not compassionate of us to pretend that that's not the case, even though we're trying to be politically correct and avoid the IQ issue, but some people are stupid. Yeah, but they still, now they have a voice. Maybe in the past they just didn't. Exactly. This is So in a sense, I, I kind of sometimes I'm thinking to myself, if this if I really believe in Gnosticism and I believe that this world is is like the world of the Demiurge and Yaldabaoth, mm. is there a sick joke being played here? Because... I see a consistent theme. People, humans, ask for something Mm. and then they're given what they want. And there's a sort of a malicious compliance. Oh, you want democracy? Here's your democracy, you idiots. Where Mm. did it get you? Mm. And it's almost like our own failings are Mm. just shoved Mm. in Mm. our face. Mm. Mm. Oh, you want freedom? Here's your freedom, you idiots. Where did it get you? Mm -hmm. And we're constantly being shown (laughs) how deficient we are as entities because when we get what we clamor for, we mm. wanted food. There's mm. your food. Oh, mm. now you're too fat. Mm. You wanted comfort. Here's your comforts. Oh, now you're unfit. Yeah. You know, everything that we want, we're given. And it's this, if there was an evil God of mm. this world, mm. uh, Yaldabaoth, that's his, that's his, ga- that's his favorite gag is like, give them what they want, but shove a huge amount of it in their faces mm. to show them how deficient they are. There was a, there was actually, that's an interesting thing because it kind of brings me to uh, another thing, which uh, kind of wanted close to wrapping up with that. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, 
um, the end of the Western Empire, and and there was a uh, there was a survey done on this with mice. That yeah. was what you mentioned. They they put uh, two couples of mice into two different boxes, right? And uh, and one of them was given uh, food without work. Yeah, and they got fat. They didn't uh, breed. They didn't have kids, yeah. and, and and you know just sat there eating, and they just got fat and then died from obesity. <laughs> And on the, in the other box, there was there were mice that had to run on a treadmill to yeah. get food, and they, they and so they ran, and yeah. then they fucked and had babies and made the babies run to get more food to have more babies, right? And they they grew rapidly, and yeah. that makes me think, okay, so because a lot of this that we're talking about here and and uh, um, uh, is is very kind of white Western yeah discussion, you know, like yeah. You you won't go into somewhere in China or in in Japan or in in yeah maybe a little bit in Japan, but you you won't have this conversation in in Somalia or something. In Somalia, but they just want to they just want to get food. They just want to do you're, something. You're, you're saying that wokeism can only really uh, place its roots in countries that are at a certain level of wealth. Already. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm thinking, okay, so aren't we at kind of the the last days of disco in a way that 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 we are not reproducing fast enough we are not uh, creating enough value anymore uh we're living on kind of old um, glory somehow yeah, yeah borrow time we're and, on borrow time yeah and sure. uh, and then we have decided to outsource and move all production and and f- labor intensive work to to c- other countries because we don't want to do these jobs and they are willing to do it cheaper and then eventually they're going to pay their kids through school and they were going to move up in the value chain and they're going to create like, their own like like we've just watched china did yeah, yeah? yeah. and um, so i'm i'm thinking are, are are a lot of these matters actually going to kind of die with our our influence do do you know what i mean do you do you think like let's say in in 100 years from now and most europeans are in poverty and we're we're working in factories to yeah. to to sell stuff to china yeah and Chinese China has also exported people that they don't like into Europe to work. Right. So I mean, hypothetically, you yeah. because yeah, this yeah. Is what happens. I mean, there was an Egypt Empire, yeah, yeah. Turkish Empire, whatever, yeah, and yeah. it moves. Yeah. It's not a it's not a fixed no, no. state of 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 that of which goes reality. up tends to come down. Yeah. It's like it's like a law of physics. <laughs> so a lot. I'm I'm thinking, is this just kind of the end game, and these are the kind of the drowning voices? And then in a hundred times, a hundred years from now, no one will be even talking about, I don't know, wokeism or 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 racism or something, or just it will be just something different. I mean, are, are you know, are is the privilege has the privilege driven us to a point where we are talking about stuff like this, but it in the end it doesn't really matter. Uh, I think so. I mm. think so. So, so I've, uh, there's a book by uh, I think his name is Dan Carlin called "The End Is Always Near," and he looks at, at civilizations and empires that collapse, and uh, everybody becomes a victim of their own success. Why did Rome collapse? There's mm-hmm. a lot of reasons, but mm. it got really big. Mm. Why did it get really big? Because it wanted to be really big. Ottoman Empire, mm. uh, uh, the Austrian Prussians, um, you know these these things they come and they go and it's like the tide goes in and the tide goes out there has to be an end to it mm. um and yes i think that these these discussions will be absolutely redundant and yes discussions of race if we continue on the path we're on now will not will cannot maintain their relevance more than 200 years into the future because we will be 
so into bread we'll all be brown anyway and mm. that'll be that mm. you can forget about your your pink skin and your blue eyes sir these are these are short-term mutations. Mm. They're a blip on the radar. Mm. I think mm. our blue eyes are only 5,000 years old. Mm -hmm. The pink skin is 15,000 years old. It's a fucking evolutionary blip. Mm. Here today, gone tomorrow. And that's another thing that I often think about, like uh, with a lot of these matters, you know, like you know, the development of and rise and fall of empires and, and, and civilizations and so on. And, and the same, I, I kind of look at the climate change in the same way. I mean, I'm not pro-pollution and I don't want those seven rivers in China that pollute all the pollution, plastic pollution, that are making the T-shirts that I'm wearing here. I don't like that, but yeah. we made the decision as a society to put production there cheaper, yes. and we didn't give a shit about the environment when no. we did that. No. And then we feel guilty because we think that everybody's throwing plastic bags in the sea in, in Europe. It's not. Yeah. The, the, the real problem is in, in, in China. And, 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 and our separation and recycling and plastic bags and everything here is that performative... Wank. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It, we're it's a show off. Yeah, we're not even the problem to begin with. No, but we can't point at where the problem is. Because, it's too far away, and you're just not allowed to. It's mm. awkward. It's embarrassing. Mm. And we owe these people an awful lot of money, and nobody wants to start tugging on that thread. Plus, we could go to war with them, which mm. would also suck. Mm. So you end up having to sort of. Uh, there's a point I'm trying to make here, but it's hard to verbalize. You try and deal with these problems, but you're doing it through a box that's balancing on a tightrope mm -hmm. and we're all struggling in this weird way to sort of mm -hmm. like oh we're doing our part for the environment whilst never actually mentioning what the real problem really is. really yeah. is yeah and i feel i feel that there's a i don't know the line necessarily between arrogance and, and narcissism but i feel that it's it's in some way arrogant or narcissistic or both of us to expect that the the current world order as it is yeah will remain forever. I, I would say I would say that's that's probably more more arrogance. I think that when you're raised in an environment, you think that's how the world is. Mm. And we were just lucky. Mm. You know, I was born in Yeah, me me too. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm super so, happy about that. Thank, so, thankful every day. Yeah, so we saw peace and we saw generally speaking with a couple of blips prosperity. Mm. We saw the graph went up mm. the whole time mm. like technology grew and things got mm. easier and the internet mm. and you just think oh well that's that's life right and think about it just 500 years ago not even that yeah. europe was the shit all of the world yeah. it was the anus of the universe <laughs> there was no there were diseases there yeah. was you know there was horrible yeah and yeah. then they colonized yes and and after that yeah. we we are and 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 i'm thinking okay so how can i hear Expect this to maintain when you're saying blue eyes are five thousand years old, yeah. uh, pink skin is fifteen thousand years yeah, old, yeah. and the evolution history of of Earth is billions of years and yes. humans millions of years. Yes, yeah. And this is where I kind of lose people because I don't think so greatly of myself yeah. that I can change all this. It will happen by itself. You, you, none of us should get caught up in the idea that we can save it because mm. you'll get really emotionally damaged if mm. you do that. There are yes, I I understand your point completely. I, hope I think there are forces at work that are just stronger than than what I want. One hundred percent correct. And I mean, the sun could just decide to be, I don't know, two kilometers closer to the Earth for the and next hundred years. We're all yeah. all dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every, everything is in a very very fine balance, mm. and it's right for us to think more in these terms because well for a start it's closer to reality my god mm. and and that that proximity to the truth 
does set us free. It sets us free of our ego. It sets us free of our control fantasy. It sets us free of the idea that we're immortal, mm. which are all our childish fantasies. Mm. You know, we're here for a moment and it's done. And if we can hold that and live from that place, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of semi-utopian in this and an idealist in this. I really believe if we can hold to that idea of our mortality and humility and the transience of life, this could be the Garden of Eden. Mm. There's nothing wrong here mm. except us. Mm. We're the problem. Yeah. Everything, we have everything. We have food, we have an environment, we can dance, we can make alcohol and get pissed mm. and drink. It doesn't mean anything. We're not going anywhere, but at least we have each other. Mm. And sunsets are pretty cool. Mm. And that's it. Don't mm. aspire for more humanity. Mm. Just calm the fuck down. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 about this humbleness. And simplicity, Somehow. for sure. Yeah, simplicity. Um. Okay, I mean, we talked a little bit all over the place. We talked, you know, um, narcissism, uh, self-image, and 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 wokeism, and how how this kind of somehow seems to come together and be a result of some some sort of an era that we are in now. Yeah. Um, but what what if what if I want to avoid this? What you know? What what if let's say a, a, a concerned parent is is listening? Yeah. Um, if if concerned parents exist anymore, because no parent has opposed schools being closed and 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 tolerates pensioners <laughs> working in supermarkets. No, this is an overstatement. But let's say you're a concerned there's parent. Been a la- there's been a frightening lack of resistance for yeah, sure. Yeah, all sure. this bullshit. Yeah. And uh, but let's say that there's a concerned parent listening, and and yeah. they they're thinking, okay, so how how can how can we how can I make sure that my kids have a better sense of self? Uh, Less likely to become narcissistic, yeah, and you know to approach the world with, I don't know, with a different approach. Well, I don't know what what do people do. Uh, there has to be a conscious choice to unplug from this lunatic ideology. I mean, you can't you can't save your kids while snapping pictures of them and banging them on Facebook every day. Mm. Uh, you do have to unplug, and you do, you know you can only live from the level of consciousness where you're at. You know, mm. if you're at low level of consciousness, you can't go higher than that. It's mm. it's where it's where you're at mentally and emotionally. So, uh, what I would say is for people who who have probably tolerated the last hour or so of us talking, they mm. probably are two hours. Two hours. So mm. they probably already are at a certain way of thinking. Is mm. read that Dan Carlin book. The end is always near. It's short mm. and it's fun. Um, it reminds us that. There's always catastrophe around the corner. Mm. That's that's humanity. It's, mm. There's always been terrible catastrophe around the corner, and we're still here. Mm-hmm. We've survived a lot of stuff, a lot of very mm. heavy events. Uh, probably um, about a thousand years of volcanoes and earthquakes. If if you uh, if you believe mm. uh, Graham Hancock's uh, theory, um, we've we've lived through hell really, and we've survived. Now, if we are tough and resilient and we're focused on building a good life for ourselves locally, Mm. we have a chance. Mm. We're not going to save the collective. Mm. Forget about it. Mm. It's done. Mm. It's done. The the, the boss is long off the cliff years Mm. ago. Mm. There is going to be major uh, tectonic movements uh, in humanity uh, Mm. for the next 10, 10 uh, 10 to 50 years, I would say. But you don't have to be a part of it. You can watch, just watch where it's coming, mm. live according to your own individual philosophy, avoid the trouble spots. Where the trouble spots are, it's going to be horrendous. Mm. I always remind myself, like in World War II, 
there would still be places in Wales and in Iceland where you never would have heard a plane. Mm. Not mm. one plane, mm. not one shot fired. Mm. But if you went to where the trouble spots were, mm. it would have looked like hell on earth. Mm. So avoid them, if mm. you can, mm. if you can. Um, and just stay stay unplugged. Live live by your own philosophy. Mm. Do, do your own thing. You want to raise your kids well? Focus on raising your kids well. Mm. Do the best you can. Nobody can expect more of you than that. Mm. Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's challenging to to come up in this world. I mean, it's it's not it's not an easy world to navigate it's, with all the information. Everything is flowing around. It never was. Mm. I, I I don't. I'm not. Um, I learned recently that the word reactionary uh, means a kind of conservative who thinks back to a, a better time. Mm. Um, I always thought it meant that you were reacting against a political ideology, yeah. but apparently it means you you're in you the look past. Backwards. You look backwards. Uh-huh. You're a, you're a nostalgic. And I'm not that. Mm. I, I, I don't think... Well, I, I probably would have enjoyed living in feudal Japan, but only because I have samurai fantasies. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, it would have still sucked if you if you broke a leg or something. It would have mm. been fucking horrendous. Mm. So it's always... Yeah, you wouldn't have any any, any antibiotics or no, anything. You'd just die. Nothing. It would just be awful pain and you'd limp forevermore. Yeah. Um, so I think, look... A Gnostic philosophy works well. The world is not perfect. It never was. It's not mm. meant to be. Mm. Things suck. Many things suck. But there's a lot of good things as well. Yeah, and, and I think it. I think I think that is maybe the thing is that there is actually a lot of stuff that is fine. Yeah, yeah. And it, and and a lot of stuff has always sucked and will always suck. And will always suck because we're humans. Yeah. Like, like you know, if you have a wolf pack, not all the wolves in that pack are going to be in the same status no. or have the same life. Or no, no, and. And nor should, nor should, that's a kind of perfectionism, a utopianism, mm. it's wokeism to imagine everybody equal. It's just not like that. It's, it's all imperfect. It's always been imperfect, and that's mm. okay. Mm. That's totally fine. You're imperfect. Your life is imperfect. You're not famous. You're not particularly sexy. You're you talking about me? Or <laughs> I, I'm saying the word you, but I mean je- we. Let's say we. We are not famous. We're not sexy. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, man? Who cares? They're yeah. all they're all photoshopped anyway. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's it's uh and actually a lot of these things are like, you know, like you climb somewhere, you climb a mountain, and then when you're there, you just oh I need to climb another one. You know, it, yeah. it, there is no satisfaction in this stuff, you know. It's it's just a temporary gratification. Which is why people should be adopting a Gnostic, Stoic, mm. Zen worldview. It will restore your sanity. Nothing is that amazing. Mm. Nothing you know, but the things that are amazing are usually not external. They're usually not virtual. They don't usually require other people watching you. You holding hands with your girlfriend. You mm. gave that example. Mm. You stroke the dog. You have mm. a lovely dog. Mm. You take a walk. Mm. You listen to the birds sing. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. There's nothing more. And That's those it. are the best moments Absolutely. of the day. You, know? you could be a multi-billionaire. Mm. You can't enjoy that moment any more than mm. you do. Mm. That's it. Mm. We, do, we we don't become gods. We no. don't we don't try. We can if you want transcendence, focus on transcendence. Mm. Transcendence doesn't. You can't buy transcendence. Mm. You can't like a two million followers on Instagram doesn't get you transcendence. No, no. Uh, it's interesting. We're filling we're filling up the black hole with empty <clears throat> empty calories somehow. You know, like yeah. there's nothing nothing coming in from a lot of this stuff. But but you know, like this electronic aids and digital aids, it's kind of. Yeah, it's driving us. I mean, here I am, you know, I have a Twitter account, I have two Instagram accounts, I have a Facebook page, I mean, you have a YouTube. I mean, yeah. it's in some way the only way to function if you want to, I don't know, 
like in your case, you are the brand. You, yeah. you, you and that's how you. I mean, you can't stand on a. Well, you could. You could down, go down to city hall and stand on a soda box and I scream could. over people, but but it would be less inf- efficient, you as know. Far, as far as that goes, I would just say to people: play the game. Don't let the game play you. Yeah, I think that's the the key thing. Okay, guys, um, been great to have you, Richard. Where, b- b- so tell us again about your social media, so that it's how hollow is that to come off this. Bad nothing or something. <laughs> Tell us about this. Now, where can people see more about you on YouTube? I'm, I'm, I spam YouTube. If they put the name Richard Granin on YouTube, I have several channels, mm-hmm. tons of videos. Uh, so if they like this, they'll, they'll find plenty of content. Okay. There. And then there is Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I don't really use Facebook much. Uh, mm-hmm. There is an Instagram. Probably, if you want to get good content from me that's actually going to help you, just. That's just, uh, YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Um, and guys, uh, for the show, it's. Uh, there's a Facebook page, page, The Bunker, How the Hell Did We End Up Here, Instagram, Bunker Prague, my personal one, Middle of Crisis Warrior on Instagram and Twitter. And thanks to the sponsors, Oldbar and uh, uh, Alfred Jobs, Alfred.cz. Um, if you're still listening, then just uh, review the show and share it and, and do whatever you can with it. And uh, if you know any cool people that are living close to or around Prague, that could be on my show, then let me know so I can reach out to them. Um, thanks for listening, and Richard, thank, thank you. you for coming. Cheers, man. Really enjoyed it. Thank you.